Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're back down here in Porchville. Hell yeah! What's up, Matt? Man, I am so excited about tonight. Are you? Tell me about it. Why are you so excited? Well, there's there's a guy that that we know, uh, Houston Keen. Yeah. Houston Keen. Yeah, yeah. He he Houston seems like a really King. cool guy. Episode eleven. Dana, Dana. Houston Keen, welcome back, man. What's, What's up, man? Up. What's up, man? How are you? you? Know, I was just talking to my producer about episode eleven. We, yeah. I, he was asking, he was like, "So, what's the podcast?" And I was like, "Well, I've done it. I did it once uh, when I first moved home." And and anyway, and he was like, "Oh, we gotta find the episode." I was like, "Episode 11. I was like, "Listen, though, bro. I was like, it's great for that first hour, but man, that <laughs> last thirty minutes, I just was getting smashed. And I don't mean to be an alcoholic, but you know what, dude? It's just all part of the fun." So. I I do remember, and it's funny because when I when I listen back to it. There was definitely that moment of like, oh, there it is. <laughs> That's when we had uh, taken one shot too yeah, many. I believe. I believe. I don't know that I'd call it, it too many. It though. wasn't a bad thing. Oh man. no, hell no. I we had a great time, it and it was a- on a Thursday. If you remember, that was a Thursday night too. That's when I was taking off Thursdays and Fridays. <laughs> you can't do that now, man. Ever since this COVID thing, you got to. Uh, I've, I've been working six days a week doing concrete. Well, you know, now I wanted to ask you about that because this thing kind of came through and just wiped out. I mean, everybody, everybody playing for sure. Restaurants, bars, for sure. Nobody's doing anything for sure. Uh, what I mean, obviously, luckily you had concrete to fall back on. <laughs> yeah, which, that's you know, I'm super tan, so that's great, <laughs> man. That's that's what I like. You know, that's that's great. But yeah, no, the you music look thing, great. No, I, I gotta say, does. I gotta say, you really look Fucking great. Jacked, bro. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding, kidding. no, man. But the, the thing is, is like you know, the concrete is great or whatever. But the thing about the music is, you know, it's like yeah, I went from going like four shows a week. To having nothing and yep. you know even more than myself which don't get me wrong i have some musician friends that live strictly off of music and, and it was like especially you know i just moved home from austin and mm-hmm. it was like i'm friends with all these people in austin who are just like living off of music and it's like all of a sudden it's like dead well and that was one of the things that i had made a note to to make sure to ask you was right. you know I mean, the timing couldn't have been better for Absolutely. you personally. Yeah, I don't know why I have luck with those things. But my God, I mean, I don't know why what, I have luck with those things. What would you have done if you were if you were still in Austin when all this popped off? Just uh, packed up and rode home. Probably. Yeah. Probably. I mean, it seems like the most the smart thing to do. Yeah. You know, it does. And I mean, the thing is, you know, I've talked to a few friends. I got a good friend, Sean Mullins, and he's got a little podcast in uh, in Austin as well, the yeah. Bar Bar Austin podcast. And shout out to them. What? And the thing is, man, it's like they they're they're kind of like bringing in people like that. And they're talking about issues like this where it's like real musicians who are having, you know, they're starving because yeah. they, they don't have any work. And it's not like I mean, dude, when I was living in Austin, it's like I have no credentials. I don't have a college application like or a college degree or whatever. I graduated high school and I'm kind of clever. But the thing is, it's like I can't fucking do anything else. So did you say you're clever? I'm kind of clever in some <laughs> respect, some respect. And, yeah. and, and so, but the thing is, I couldn't work anything other than music. So the, the, the thing is, if this happened when I was living in Austin, yes, I would have packed and gone home yeah. like I would have had to because I wouldn't have been able to pay rent. Yeah. Even bad. No, I, I totally understand that. I mean, like, like the only reason why I live in Florida is because of my girlfriend. And if, if anything it's ever happened, reason. If, if, if anything ever happened, I would, I would, be back in Wisconsin like I, I wouldn't have anything like 
Well, that's what like, happened. I, I moved out there with a girl I was living with. Is that in what Florida, happened? And then we moved out there, and then you know, shit goes south. Whatever, you're young and dumb. Whatever, oh, yeah. You know how it goes. Yeah. And uh, no, no, no shame in that. And yeah. uh, whatever, but. So I moved back home, but you know, I tell you, there's a real beauty in that. Like there's a real beauty in moving home because I didn't realize it, but man, I am, and I'm so happy we're back in this podcast because now I can think back to like, okay, well the last time we had this podcast was in like November, December, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, It was very kind of right when I moved home, it was a great time, but you know, I had a lot to think about at the time, but now I'm kind of very refined in, in, in my notions of, of how moving home has affected me. And the thing is, I think it's all for the better. Not only has working a day job made me kind of grow up and have better lyricism. I feel like not to be like this guy who's like, I don't fucking write songs, like whatever. But I'm just saying like, I feel like I'd write better songs and the beer tastes better at the end of the day. So it's like, yep. I love working the day job as hard as it is. And then not only that, but it's like I'm moving at 100 times the velocity because not only do I have the money from the day job and Mm -hmm. the gigs to pack into it, but I also have a fan base and friends here and talented, talented, talented musicians in Gainesville. That was my rock and roll band, and we work the shit out of this one studio, Black Bear. What's up? And, uh, man, it's I'm moving at 100 times the velocity. You you lost your page at one point, though. I yeah. What right. happened with that? Right, and that was a that was because I looked today. You had a page seven point three. Oh, you mean the Facebook the page Facebook thing. page? The what Facebook was page. the deal with that? So I started getting, and I am such an idiot for falling for this. I don't know why. Like I feel like I'm so good with marketing, and I just fell for this. But I kept getting these like spam messages that I didn't know were spam necessarily, but they came from like valid accounts. And I was checking the accounts, and I was like, these seem very valid. And they were offering me money offers. They were like, hey, can you promote this? Like, can you do an ad and we'll do this? And it seemed very legitimate. Like, they were even calling me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not kidding. This shit got kind of out of hand. Like, I was getting five or six messages a day, and I was like, damn, this thing is like, maybe I'm, I'm because I'm verified. Yeah. I've got over seven or 8,000 likes. I'm like, maybe I could start doing ads and making revenue off of that. That would be incredible. And yeah. I was like, you That's damn awesome. right. So I got to a point, especially when this COVID thing kicked off, I was uh-huh. like, I'm tired of working concrete. <laughs> and they're about to offer me $300 for an ad with their toothpaste or whatever. I'll, I'll do it. That's no problem. Yeah. So I go through with it, right? And I and I give my account to this to this well, I don't give the account, but basically I just have this like management system of like they, they tell you to convert it to like a Facebook business and, and I didn't really know much about it, but I mm-hmm. converted it to Facebook business and then I gave them some kind of uh, admin control i guess somehow anyway next thing i know i can't log into my account it's completely gone and it's replaced with like some new profile picture of like an asian woman which is crazy i had a client message me and she's like hey like i know we have this gig like i just wanted to make sure i wasn't spanned because like your (laughs) account is gone and now it's some asian woman and i was like oh my god i couldn't even find it all the links are broken and everything really it's terrible now luckily i have some great friends and we've really rebuilt it but i'm still working on that verified badge which is a thank you, which is which is a motherfucker, man. So this your page now is all new. My page now is all new. Oh shit! Well, you built that up pretty damn quick then. That's yeah. impressive. Well, I've sank a lot of money into it. Really? Facebook will do one magic motherfucker to you if you give him like five six hundred dollars. No shit. And it sucks, but it's like yeah, like let's go ahead and just push the marketing. And not only that, but like I'm I've been investing in. Am I talking too fast? No, no, I'm you're fine. Lot, right? You're fine. Anyway, the thing is, like, I've been investing in, like, all this new equipment for video wear and photo stuff, and, like, I want to start being able to do it on my own so I can do it on the fly. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, if I can create content, like, high-quality cinematic content with yep. music videos and everything, I can pump that shit out, and, bro, 
that's the key. I and saw the thing you posted the other day. Is that is that sort of a part of your foray into was the video? Was it the, in the dark or uh, it was it was like a new music coming soon kind right. of video? Yes, is that, that's yeah. like so. That's with one of the new lenses, you know. Well, the, the the imagery was was beautiful. Thanks, I can man. tell you that. Thanks, so. man. Yeah, I was just been, honestly, <laughs> I went to Ace Hardware and I bought a bunch of lights for like fifty bucks and like got a bunch of colored lights. I use my iPhone and it has this moment lens. Not, I feel like I'm giving an ad right now. <laughs> anyway, it has this moment lens and it's like very cinematic and anamorphic lens, whatever bullshit. Anyway, I'm not a photographer or a videographer. I'm just some kid with an iPhone. Anyway, but like you can achieve those <laughs> beautiful shots, man. Like kids, here's the thing, and I've Listen, said this last time. I get you. Kids in America, you don't understand how good you got it, man. You oh. can download free program. Man, back in the day, kids used to have to listen to a vinyl record and then skip back to the right part. To get or just, the, just the accessibility, like it's like crazy. like camera, like the technology that people have at their disposal now. Like when I was when I was starting my my band, when I was starting Hollow Days two thousand one, if we had had this kind of equipment, this kind of access. To be able to push it out there, we were we were too busy chasing everybody at every show, having them sign the mailing list so that we could send them an email, letting them know next time we were coming to town. Right. Facebook, MySpace, all that stuff. Man, if it had been as big as it is now, it would have been. I, I feel like it would have right. been so much easier. Right. Because we also we we would have had four guys pushing it, and, you know, doing the work and. Well, well, you know, well, you know, we, we I, 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 I'm, I'm still like thinking about like like the first time that I actually get like got any records it was it was all on uh on uh on tape well what was your first record album that you remember listening to uh alanis morissette alanis morissette huh yeah it was it was given to me by my cousin and it was i bought I, uh i thought it was i thought it was cool as fuck i bought my wife tickets to go see alanis morissette and she canceled. Yeah, no, she rescheduled. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So that's a nice way to keep my money tied up for another year. That's right. You know, I'd be gotta, surprised if they actually. Uh, I know so many friends that are pissed because they can't get a refund for their oh. concert tickets. I had a buddy I worked do, with. Do you guy. even do you even do you even know who Alanis Morissette is? Yeah, he, she does that. She does that. And the yeah, bombs. And the and the duh, and the duh, or whatever. Right. So, no, that's zombie. Uh, That's zombie. cranberries. Oh, it's cranberries. You ought to know. Obviously, or, I don't know who. I'm. Ironic. Zombie. I know her name. Zombie. <laughs> zombie. Oh, but uh, yeah, that one. I, I lost. One uh, we, we we didn't get to go to Rockville, so I was I did get a refund okay. for that at least, which was nice. But where is Rockville? I did too. Like Courtney and I were gonna go with you. It was at Daytona this year, it was supposed what? to be, and we had we had access. We we were ready to go, man. We had. Uh, we're going to be able to hopefully get backstage and interview some some of the bands and but it all fell through. Do they Well, that's incredible that you're doing that. I love that you're reaching for that shit, man. Trying to. I strive on trying that. Trying to. Strive we'll we'll that. talk more about that later. That's we tight. I got we got some stuff to talk cool. about on that. Tight, end. man. I'm I'm stoked. That so does Rockville do um like Warp Tour where they have multiple things? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Multiple Well, Rockville itself is just one show. It was it's it started in Jacksonville. Moved to Daytona this year, but uh, it's it does move around, but it changes changes name based on you know where oh. it is. Like there's Rock on the Range, I think oh. was one they were doing. Um, there was Carolina Rebellion, uh, all all these different ones. There was I I don't even know how many of them. But uh, like spawns from that. Yeah, it's Danny Weimer, uh, 
productions and Monster Energy Drink puts it on. Gotcha. So they do them all over the fucking country. Gotcha. But um, tight man. Yeah, the 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 Rockville one was ours, and uh, man, it would have been fun, but always next year. So always next year. That's how I look at it too, man. Honestly, I feel like this year has been. Um, I, you know what? This man? year is all about figuring out yourself in the midst of all of this bullshit. How do I keep being productive and putting yeah. out shit and being entertaining? Because you you don't want to just stop. I mean, you're a creative fucking guy. You know, I mean, we all are. We're all we're all creators in some sort. I mean, we wouldn't be sitting here doing this if we weren't. Of course. And I'm not creative. (laughs) Well, you're. Come on, Matt. (laughs) You're. uh, You're. What you're doing right now is is being creative. So that works. It works. That's right. By talking about how I'm not creative. Exactly. Every time I'm here, I'm like, man, I gotta get a setup like this. This is just what's (laughs) up, man. Me and my buddies could just hang out and do something. You know, it'd be great. And, and that's the thing, you know. You saw Rogan; he just sold a Spotify. For I did. Million. I did. Dude, and the minute I saw that, I was like, "Listen, if you got an idea, yeah. execute. Yeah, do it. Do exactly. It. That's and that's that's what we're doing here. Yep. Is, is just we're gonna keep pushing forward. We're gonna, you know, I I've been fortunate. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna sell this for a hundred thousand dollars. I love it. Hundred thousand. Hey, <laughs> either way, there's a hundred million. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, in the midst of all of this, you know. We gotta fucking keep being creative. Of course. So what? So you're going. You know, you're doing some video work and stuff like that. I well, mean, I am doing the video work, and and you know that's kind of a side business. And you're I'm recording like crazy, crazy too. Bro. Every time I see you, you're oh, I'm in the studio. I'm in the studio, yeah. And that's the thing about the concrete money is that it, it, in these dying times of no music, the studio doesn't stop. And yeah. I didn't want it to stop because yeah. I mean it is a very expensive venture, especially without the music, because it's like. No discretion, but it's like with the music, if I can pump out a good $500 in the weekend, that goes to the studio. Yeah. Music pays for music. Yeah. And, and that's incredible, you know, but the thing is like, man, when you're making, you know, 320 for a 40 hour work week and you're sunburnt and yeah. it's you're cut up, it's like, man, what, you know, what do you do? Yep. So thankfully the gigs are coming back. But the thing is, is like, yes, you know, I use that concrete money was like, all right, bro, every, every little bit we can get, let's get it. You know, yeah. and we, we have this, I wanted my producer to be here. He had a, had a show, so good for him. But anyway, the thing is, is like, we want to talk about this new record. Yeah. So we're doing this thing called Warmer Era, right? And so basically this thing started on Facebook and I'm, I got to give the guy credit. I don't, I don't know his name. I hope he doesn't hear this. Anyway, I don't remember his name. Don't worry. You probably won't. I got to look it up. Highly unlikely. I got to look. I mean, I'm going to pump the shit out of this. (laughs) Anyway, the point is whatever. So like I had this thing where I was like, man, I posted on Facebook where I was like, I'm trying to come up with a name for the new summer EP, which is like, you know, a little five song CD or whatever. And I was like, it's all, all the songs are going to be conducive or whatever. And I had none of the songs written. I had no titles. I had none of the songs. And I kind of had these little lines in the back of my notebook that were just like, you know, I just had been scribbling over the past two years ever since. Like, because what you have to also realize is that, I'm sorry, what you have to also realize is that Jenny... Jenny had been done for like a year and a half before it was released. Yeah. Like it was, you know, I was waiting on the mastering and the thing is that took so long and whatever that was. But the thing is, is like it honestly dropped at the appropriate time. It dropped at the beginning of 2019. Yeah. And then I was immediately already in the studio recording the next single. So it's like Jenny dropped. Okay. That was January and February. Then, then uh, the party dropped on March and then we got another single dropping in. Uh, like 20, 15 days or something like on the 19th uh, for In the Dark, you know, and that's like a beautiful country ballad or whatever. And then that moves us to stage two, which is this summer EP, which me and my buddies have kind of put together. So like the incredible thing about this. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) 
bad habits. So the incredible thing about this thing is like I had none of these songs written, but I had a bunch of lines that I was like, I really like I'm sure as a musician, you understand this. You have a notebook full of lines that you're like, I don't know where that yeah. goes, but there's a puzzle that it goes yep. into. And I had these vicious lines that I loved and I was like, I want to put them somewhere. Well, anyway, whenever I kind of was finished with you know tracking in the dark i was like man we really got to get going on the summer ep because i want to release it by the end of the summer i was like i got to write these songs i don't even have the fucking songs and i sat down man and literally i wrote the the five song ep within the course of a month or two no shit. which is a lot different for me because jenny was written over the course of like a year and a half and yeah. so like you can listen to some songs on that record or i do and i go oh yeah that was that was you know 20 year old houston and yeah. this was 23 year old houston and this was you know what i'm saying well you had mentioned that when you were here before too mm-hmm. how you know listening to the record once it was all done how you were like there's some of those songs i don't even fucking play anymore exactly. but you know right. they're still there totally um i gotta i do gotta say this though uh i listen to that numerous times well, I'm to glad CD. You like it. And, uh, I think Stan Martell, Martell Studios, man, he did an incredible job. And you, I've said this oh. before, you turned me on to that dude. <laughs> I mean, it's because you, I don't know if you know, Matt, this, so I used to play barbecues in Denellen? Uh, Archer. Alachua. 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 And, uh, Nick was the manager and he was like, man, you got a certain sound like, and he let me listen to a holidays track that, yep. uh, Stan had produced. And I was which like, oh, is the, was, which is the opening track that, that of the right. show. That was right up 441. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. That was yeah. Barbecues. And yep. the track that you listened to was yeah. Change Our World, which is the song that opens the show. And uh, I'm just, I just got to play a little piece of it because this was my favorite song off the whole record. I listened to this song uh, more than any of them. When I put your CD on, this is the song I go to every single time. Badlands by Houston Keen. I love this fucking song. It's so good. It's gritty. Listen to that shit. Well, out here, steal more than just your money. Oh yeah, listen to that voice. And out here, the wolves are more than hungry. I am very aroused. <laughs> if you pay the right cash, you could get away with anything. Leave the dollars on the tracks when you know they gotta ask. Just say you don't know a thing. In these badlands that we're living in, the best kind of luck by the worst of the sands. Whatever kind of trouble, good money gets in. In these badlands, put a million on the table. That is sexy as fuck. I'll tell you what. I love the sound of it. I love the vibe of it. Thanks, I love the way that your that the the lyrics in your chorus like fought, like they just go along with the music. You know, it's not you're you're not singing over top of it. You're going right along with it. It's Thanks, just man. it's just and, and, and that sexy. that right there like is it. coming from uh, like one of like the like the most popular people in in Gainesville. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, you are absolutely one of the most not. popular people in absolutely Gainesville. Absolutely not. We're talking we're talking about Jenny in Houston. Everybody too. knows yeah. Nick, man. Come on. <laughs> um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be friends with you if if you weren't popular. Oh, well that's that's oh. nice to know. That's nice to know that my the popularity fame. is what dictates our friendship. That's right. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Get used to it. <laughs> It, it makes me a little hard. Oh, I like this guy. He's getting aroused. All calm over the down, place. Matthew. Calm That's down. Right. Take your fucking right. riddling, whatever. 
<laughs> so Houston, Houston's cool with this. Well, so okay, I'm, I'm all right. We got her too. Calm down. Calm. <laughs> don't don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't tempt him. I wouldn't tempt Sexy. him. So Dangerous. Before we get any further, explain yeah. these. We've we've got some. Uh, so we some got several here. whiskeys here. We've got uh, this one here is something that Matt brought over. He said it was kind of terrible, but okay. it wasn't terrible. It was. This is a blended malt Scotch whiskey called Monkey Shoulder. Okay. Um, this is the winner of the. Are you over twenty one? Porchville. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> baby face. <laughs> when he when he when you started playing barbecues. He wasn't. I don't Shit. say those things. Were you even? I don't even know if you were twenty. I was nineteen. Back then. Yeah, you were. 19. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, screwball peanut butter whiskey that won the oh, uh, that won I the Porchville challenge. I know all about it. This is, is. We got some tequila, some vodka. Ah. Of course, you can't go wrong with the old Jim Beam down there. But what you have there in that uh, in that crazy brown bottle? Okay. Rattlesnake Rosie's maple bacon. Okay. So. You try that at your own risk. Um, I've got a little bit of everything. I got I got some rum inside. Well, okay. Whatever, you, whatever you like. I'm whatever brave. you like. I got I got to try out that maple that maple bacon. You're gonna try the maple bacon. I'll well, you can it. you can both try it here. Poor poor Matt a, a shot in there too, and uh, you guys can try it together. Cause, that's what I love uh, about the Porchville podcast <laughs> is you can have a little drink on the set. It's that's what. That's why. That's that's how we do it. You know, relax. This is how we do it. But we can't, uh, we can't this sing songs like that. Oh, oh, right. Nope. That's right. Yeah, copyrights. Yeah. Yeah. Legitimate well, legal well, issues. We we can delete that and, and post it. What the fuck do you mean we can delete it? I'm the one who's got a goddamn edit. Oh. <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. I, I know that pain. Try that, try that maple bacon. Cheers. Welcome Cheers back. To Welcome yes, back sir. to the and show, I, man. Thank we're, you guys we're for having me. I'm happy to be here. Houston, it is a Here's blast to Jenny, having wherever she may be. Whoa. Always looking for me. <laughs> oh, damn. You know what? That Okay. I'm going to tell you something. There is a shot, uh, and I don't know what it's called. It's like the Irish pancake or some shit. But I'm basically, it's, 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 it's all like, it's like you take a shot of J-Mo, and you have some bacon that you crisp up in the... It's a lot for a bartender. You crisp up the bacon... In a, in a microwave, and you and you get the Jameson, and then there's something else. I don't remember what it is, but man, you take that shit, and it tastes just like a pancake. It seems like a bit much. It's a lot for a bartender, but Jesus. man, it's a bartender turned me on to it. She's like, you, know, you really? check this out. I was like, oh shit, it's like a pancake. I Mine was the chocolate cake shot. Back in the day, we used to play this. Uh, we used to play O'Malley's Alley down in Ocala, and there was a bartender uh, named Amy, and she was amazing. She turned us all on to the chocolate cake shot. Which we'd never heard of before, but I'll be goddamned, it tasted just like chocolate cake, and it was amazing. So we'd take them before every show back then. <laughs> Good times. What's your pre-drink? What's well, your pre-show drink? What, you know, was, my... was Amy hot? Yes, very. She's hot. a bartender. In, in, gotta be. In, in, at a bar, and you know, where live bands are playing, she's gotta be a hottie. That's the fault, man. See, and I, I actually have had this discussion so many times since recently being single now. It's like, man, I've realized my problem. I fall for bartenders. And the problem is, is when you're a musician, that shit happens because you work the same schedule and yeah. you deal with the same assholes. It's easy. Exactly. You see the same terrible shit. Yep. That's so how you relate. What's your What's your pre-show drink? Well, you know, I'm a man of Jameson. Yeah. You know, the last time I was here, the last time I was here, legit, Matt wasn't here, but the last time I was here, I had uh, one of those $20 bottles of Jameson. It wasn't, it was like kind of the bitch Jameson, but it was like, you know, it was like pretty tall. Dude, I finished that whole thing and I was I, like, I, I know feel you did. Terrible. I, I'm so sorry. You know, and I told myself, I actually talked to a few friends and I was like, I'm not going to do that this time. I'm going to go in there with beer. <laughs> like, it'll be good. It's all good, but I feel pretty coherent. Right? Yeah. Hey, so. hey, Nick, Nick, I got, I 
gotta I gotta tell you something. Shoot. I like this guy. Yeah, he's all right. He's an all right guy. Yeah, yeah. Houston's right. Houston's a cool dude. Full of energy. I like him. So um I you know, I know we talked before too, like, you know, drinking's a big deal, you know. And, of course. And, and I know I've seen you express a few things through Facebook and stuff like that, you know, talking and you were very open last time I am, about yeah. uh you know, struggles that you've had of course. with with alcohol and pills, stuff like that. I yeah, mean, well, you know, my my dad was an alcoholic, and yeah. uh, it runs in, that that thing, man. It's a it's a hereditary. That's thing. tough. It's That's a tough. very tough thing, and yeah. I I love a drink, man. And working construction, you can't get away from That's it. Right. You know, I I have a I have a friend that just started working for the company uh, construction. You know, and him and I are working together, and he's my age, or he's like twenty four. You know, I'm twenty five, yeah. and he's twenty four, and uh, he's trying to stop dipping. You know. And, uh, and, and the first day, first week or so he started working, you know, he was like, man, I'm down to one dip a day. And he was talking to me. I was like, man, that's awesome. Like I, that I commend you for that because it's a very hard thing to stop nicotine. Yeah. Smoking a cigarette right now, everybody. And, and it's I'm a like, very, I'm like nine or 10 months out. And I love that. I love, I felt nervous. I feel about great about it. No, no, no. I felt nervous. Awesome. My wife well, I smokes. Saw you, I was like, ah, right. My wife smokes. Well, I mean, so. And I commend you, know, you for that. It, it is what it is. And I was talking to, you know, the, the 24 year old who works for us now and. You know, I was like, man, you know, it's uh, addiction's a very difficult thing, yeah. and working out here, it doesn't help because everybody's going to offer you a cigarette, everyone's no. going to offer you a dip, everyone's going to offer you, you know, because it's, it, man, we're out here sweating, it's yeah. hard, man. Well, it's part of the culture, It's too, part of the culture you know? of constructionism, yeah. you know, yep. oh, that's a word. Anyway, <laughs> of construction, you know, and it's like, it, it, it's it's tough, man, yeah. and I... I talked to him about addiction, you know, and him and I, are, he's a pretty intelligent dude. And so we just kind of go back and forth on that. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's a it's a tough thing to kick. And I've gotten a lot better about my drinking yeah. um, since moving home. But um, no, <laughs> don't you, get no. me wrong, man. I, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not I'm not. Now, when you say living at home, are you living at home? Mom living and dad? With my dad. Living yeah. With, dad. with yeah, your man. dad? Living with my dad. And he's, uh, you know. Is he kind of, it, it, does he still drink or is he? No, he's, yeah. he's been sober so for he, like so he knows, 10, 15 years. He knows what to look for then. He's like an ex-crackhead, man. Yeah. He knows everything. Yeah. I mean, you you can't get away with anything. Does he call you out? Well, yeah, but he doesn't care. He knows I'm 25. <laughs> yeah. He, he's like, well, you know, don't get out of hand, right. but do this, you know, whatever. And I've never been to jail. I've never, you know, done anything crazy, but it's just a matter of like, I can see it in myself. And, and not only that, but I think there's a... I think there's a benefit to being honest with yourself and saying, look, man, if you have to drink liquor and and maybe 12 beers a day, you might have a problem. And and it's like I'm very open about that. And I do have to drink liquor or 12 beers a day. Otherwise, I start shaking. Yeah. And and I'm not necessarily proud of that, but it's in the same token. I think it's important to be honest about that so I don't get carried away and I know myself. I can. You want to pipe I can, in on that? I can. I can. I can absolutely uh, understand what you're saying. Well, I just I want to say while 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 you kind of collect your thoughts about this a little bit because I know we're broaching a subject that has been a little tender for you. Um, so so Matt Matt has had his battles with his with alcohol, of course, you know, we all have. and uh, I mean, if there's one thing that everybody has known from Matt, it's that motherfucker can drink some beers, <laughs> you know. And uh, recently, I'll, though, he's been I'll put him down. He's been he's been trying to curtail that a little bit. And Great. Uh, I have, I, and because um, you you, you if said you if, if you don't mind me uh, kind of taking over for a little bit, well, you 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 said to me, and the reason I'm bringing this up, you you said that you know there's a there's a frequent uh, drinking to excess to to blackout stage that yeah. you go through, yeah. 
and and you know and and so I've just been I've been talking with you and I know Courtney's been talking with him and everything and um so it's you know it's just uh it's kind of that perfect timing that you're here you know I mean he, so uh well I think it's well, important to be open about these things yeah yeah and and I I I agree with that 100% um I'm I'm 33 years old and uh I've I've had some drinking drinking issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually have two DUIs, mm-hmm. which is not cool. Nope. No, nobody would like that. But it happens. It does. And um, that's no excuse. But but hey, man. I mean, if you can say that and you can recover for if you if you acknowledge that as a bad thing, then that's the first step to recovery. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody and, makes mistakes. And I, I appreciate you saying that, and I, I think that's great. Um, uh, what really sucks about it is that I I really want to um, uh, recover from it, but it's really hard. You yeah. know, like it it's it's hard to get get around that corner. Yeah, it's it's really difficult. When everybody around you is doing it too, that was always the big thing for me. When it was quitting smoking, you know, which mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it is what it is. But I mean, it's it's a hard fucking thing to quit. Of course, and and nicotine is one of the hardest things. And mentally, what I've what I've been through with it has been a whole other ball of wax that I didn't even expect. But and trust me, it doesn't bother me a bit at this point. Um, you know, it, 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 it's been a struggle to get there from time to time. But, but I commend uh, you for that. But man. you know, you ought to be proud of that. I just, uh, right, yeah. shit, I kind of, I, I kind of trailed off where the fuck I was going with it. But anyway, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for, uh, you know, for, for the both of you for, right. uh, you know. Well, I feel like I've cut back a lot. It. I feel like I've cut back a lot, and and I've cut back a lot because I know that it's going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and and I know it sucks, but yeah. you know, in the same token, it's like. And I literally said, this is so dark, and I, I don't mean to bring this on you Not guys, but in the same Throw token, it it's like, you know, if you want the real level of honesty, it's like, okay, you want a reason to stop dipping or a reason to stop smoking? It's like, listen, what if you get to the top and you've got two Grammys and then your jaw rots off? Yeah. What are you going to do then? You going to sing anymore? <laughs> no, you're not. Yep. So it's like, I think I think that being, and this comes from my hard-ass dad, but it's like, listen, my dad sees it, just like you say, you know, he can notice it, he sees it, and he goes, hey, man, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but I'm, I've been there, yeah. and let me tell you, there ain't no good at the end of the tunnel, and, and, and I, I look at that, and I confront that every day, and I, I try to be better, and don't get me wrong, man, I love a drink, yeah. and I love a cigarette or, or whatever, but it's just like... Every time I do it, I realize it's like, okay, well, that's, you know, that's a token. That's, that's, you're, you're not going to be able to sing this note anymore. You're not yeah. going to be able to do this. You're going to, you know, eventually you might end up doing this or this or this. And it's like, I have to have that consciousness about me. And I think that's important. Not necessarily be a hard ass on myself. I think you should live your life. If yeah. you're 25, go fucking have fun. But the thing is, it's like, you need to have uh, some roots. Yeah, something you know, that's something important. tying you down, and something's going to bring you back, you know, and, and, and it's going to ground you. Yes, absolutely. You know, and I, I, I feel like I have a bright future. Not to be cocky, I, I never want to be that. But the thing is, I feel like I do have a bright future, and I, if I don't abuse the current powers at will, then I <laughs> feel like I could perhaps make something great of it. You know, Houston. Um, from everything that I've heard all day today, you do have a beautiful voice. And <laughs> And you have a you have an awesome career. 
It's getting there, man. Well, like I told Matt before you got here, I said, you know, Houston, Houston is, you're doing some next level shit, ah. you know, and and that's, I mean, the stuff that you're doing is is not things that just your average fly by night fucking guy out there playing in the bars is doing. You know, you are taking it to a different level, and I do. I, th- I think I think I think good things are coming for you, man. I really do. Well, I. I like to believe that, man, and I, I try to stay a very positive attitude to be such a, you know, <laughs> I was having this conversation with somebody the other day, and I, I was talking about, um, I was talking about how I'm more of a pessimist, uh, if you if you put it this way, if you put pessimist at zero, you put realist at five, and you put uh, optimist at ten, I would say that I'm like a three. Right. Where it's like, I don't really expect anything to happen and I don't expect to be famous or blow up or or have a record deal or anything like that. But if it does happen, then that three automatically, I'm like, holy crap, like (laughs) I can't I can't process it. It's amazing, you know, incredible. And the thing is, the thing is, is like, you know, like you said, bar musicians, the insanity Insanity, I think it's insanity is the definition here. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Yeah. Perhaps there's a different term for that, but regardless, I am I am really good that. at smashing my head against the wall. Yes. Well, same, you yes. know, and I, 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 I do it when I write, man, because I'm like, why am I not smarter? Why can I not have these better, you know, lines? And oh, but, so that's not just that's not, not just, just a me you. thing. Okay, it's everybody. All right. I just want to make it's sure. Everybody, but you know, and the thing is, is, dude, is I just. I don't look at it as like, a, oh, I'm I'm better than everybody. I just look at it as like, look, man, we're in a we're in a leather jacket, uh, slit throat kind of gang. Like maybe not that violent for me, it is, but but for everybody else, it's like I want to help these musicians. Like I just came from a gig, like coming here, which I was late. Everybody, you don't know this, but I was late. <laughs> I just came from a show, man, and we had like a little showcase between me and this guy named Seth Dukes, incredible songwriter. Seth Dukes and Cameron Wheaton, he's a young upcoming artist, and he's like, you know, all of 15 or 16. TJ Brown, which I've explained before, is amazing. He's taking him under his wing, and I I show Cameron, uh, who's like the young kid, I show him these photos of me and TJ back when I was 15 or 16, and I was playing these bars, and I was like, this is the way to go, bro, if you're trying to get there, you know? And it's like, now I feel like I am the... Uh, TJ is. I'm not gonna say he's. Oh, I'm not gonna say he's old. He's the elder statesman. He's the he's the elder statesman. I am the I am in the forefront spotlight right yeah. now. And then you have this younger generation coming in. And what I want to do is I want to build Sam's Town, uh, Sam's Town Records or whatever it is. And I want that to be like a videography company, a label, a booking agency, and everything. And I want to take in these young artists and I want to build them and and make them artists. And yeah. I want to like make sure they're good. So when they sign to fucking Warner Brothers or Atlantic. They are like that's a premium. Very, that's a very Motown thing to do. For sure. I, because that's I what that. Motown used to do. Right. Was they would bring these guys in off the street who'd never fucking been in a studio and they would like build them and create their career. They'd mm-hmm. take these incredible unknown talents and run them through their basically their workshop. Hey, we're going to give you a makeover. We're going to give you a couple fucking hit songs. We're going to cut you a record. Right. And next thing you know, you know, you got fucking Motown. Of course. You know, I mean, of course, it, which was a huge exactly, huge label back exactly. in the day. Exactly. So to 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 take a take a page from that book, you know, is uh is a hell of a fucking business model. Of course. Well, you know, and I don't I don't necessarily, you know, you mentioned Motown, but that's yeah. like kind of the first time I I've, I've really even considered mm-hmm. that, you know, but I just look at it like I I I look at it like I don't want to be 
is 70 playing Jimmy Buffett covered right. in the bar. And, and that's fine. Like if you want to do that, cause you can make a lot of money doing it. Like yeah. I know people make a lot of money doing it. But the thing is, man, is like, I want to make music videos and I want to bring up artists and I want to have a label wherever people, whenever they come to me, we're sitting at a table just like this yeah. and we're having like a meeting yeah. and we're being like, listen, boys, like we got a hundred thousand dollar deal right here. Like let's fucking do it. And it's like, I'm very like entrepreneurial in that sense. But in the same token, like I want to blow up. I do, yeah. man. And I, I'm very conscious of my own artistry, but in the same token, not only do I want to help the other artists, but I want to build that as a business for myself. So therefore I can make like Jay-Z. Think about Jay-Z. Yep. Jay-Z got Kanye West, man. Kanye yep. West got Chance the Rapper. And then it's like, this thing is just like, I am not in the music business. I am in the empire. Now, what if, what if, what if that's your thing though? What if that's your calling? What if your calling is to put the other guys in the spotlight, but you're with, but you're, mm -hmm. you're the guy mm -hmm. just pushing them out there. Well, here's what I would say. How to would that. you how would you feel about that? Here's how I and I've said it before and I'll say it again. I want five to eight years. Just God please. If you're even there. If, if give me five <laughs> to eight years of being able to sell out the House of Blues in every state in America and that's all I want. And then after that I will I will sell records for other people. I will sell fucking peanuts. I don't care. But I, I just want those five to eight years of being a fucking rock star. And then after that, I will go on to be like the 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 you know the the label manager and the whatever. I'll own skyscrapers, man. Yeah. You know? So I I I got a question. Um. So you want you want you want to do all this uh, uh like uh. Pull it. Uh, you got it. Shit. You lost you it. Got it. You, you lost, lost it. You dropped it. it. Drink that energy it. drink. You're looking like you're starting to get a little tired over He's there. He's a killer. I'm looking out for you. I, I I'm looking out for you. I had it for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what? That I, I mean, I think yeah. I mean, clearly, you have the talent to put put yourself out there. It's getting there. But would you be would you be comfortable in a role like that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, see, you know, and I've talked about this last time we were on here. My dad is a business owner, you know, and I obviously work construct. I work for him, and so I'm. He's in a he's a mason, mm -hmm. isn't he? Concrete, beautiful work. I saw the work he's he posted. Incredible. He did incredible, incredible. It's that's stupid. a lost art. It is, you man. Know? It's a hard labor, but boy, is it that's, awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think about it, man, and I think about it as the uh, quote unquote. My my siblings aren't going to hear this, so but I think about it as the golden child, <laughs> and I think about like I'm like you know of any profession, man. If you can go in and do construction and build your own homes, mm -hmm. and it's like you can, because my dad is working on his second home right now on his Georgia property. Oh yeah, and it's just like one day as the, I mean. I hate to say this as the golden child. It's like one day I might be in charge of all this, oh. you know, and these are concrete homes. These are homes that are fucking poured with walls full of concrete. That'll never move unless you take well, a fucking rocking ball to them. Hold on. I, I, I gotta, I gotta ask you real quick. Um, like you talk about like being like the, the, the golden gold, child, the, the golden child, golden boy, <laughs> like how, <laughs> how in the streets, like, how how is that actually working for like how how, how does that happen? How do your siblings feel about that? Do they well, know? Well, do they know? Yeah, you're they the know. Child? They can feel it. Well, you know, my <laughs> sister. I'll just very short and simple, honest. My sister never calls home, and my brother he doesn't work. So it's oh. like you know, if, if you can just go get up and go work a day job every day, oh, then it's so easy. And I've said this so many times. I am so fortunate, and I hate this word. I am so fortunate and privileged to be part of a 
wealthier kind of family yeah. that all you have to do is get up and be a fucking man and swing the hammer and just go to work and you can have it. Yeah. You can have it. And the thing is, my dad, he's looking for somebody that's responsible, man. I've seen it in his business. He's going to be looking for someone responsible. Like, who's going to not trash this house? Who's going to yeah. take care of it? Who's going to wash this and do this and take care of this? Right. And it's me. And so, I don't, so you're the guy that, that swings the hammer. Well, I'm the guy. Yeah, we got this golden, right. golden tan, boy. Look at, the, look at them yeah, guns. Look at, look at them boy, guns there. <laughs> But I'm telling you, man, it's like if you and it's something that every American has to deal with. Everybody, yeah. I mean, not even every American, everybody, they have to get up and go to fucking work. You have to accept responsibility. And yeah. You have to do what makes you a fucking man and do it. I agree. You know, I agree. I, I, I and I think that that's lost on a lot of folks. You know? I think it absolutely is, man. Getting up I, every day and just you know getting in there, putting the time in. You know, well, the lyrics that's are better and the beer tastes awesome. There you go. And that's the ticket. That's it. That's you it. Know? Can I sing you a song? Absolutely, man? absolutely. Sing, sing a song. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, Who wants to hear a Houston Keen what, what sing it? a song? <laughs> sing a song, you know. Let's let's do that. Let's let's bring out the guitar here. Um, I'm gonna. That sounds nice. Oh awesome. yeah, sounds nice. Awesome. Oh yeah. Do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna step right over there and take a piss while do you it. start playing. So <laughs> do, I love the honesty. <laughs> I'm gonna sit right here and talk about it. That's dope, man. So this is a. Uh, I I wrote this song. Like I said, this is part of the new record, uh, the part of the summer EP or whatever. These five songs, and uh, this is the second track. But I think this will be the single. And uh, anyway, I just I kind of wrote this in a night, and uh, I had this I had this line called "Words for the Weekend." And uh, I am very excited. I had about "Words this. for the Weekend," and that's the only line I had. And uh, I had a few other pieces, and and basically I just kind of I put them together. But man, this is one of my favorite songs that I've written, and uh, it's a. Uh, Anyway, it's off the new song, off the new record. So this is you called. Look, Word. You look really pretty. <laughs> you know, I look super tense. Whatever, yeah. chicks love it. Anyway, so this is a <laughs> this is a single of mine called "Words of the Weekend." Well, I got words for the weekend, and I got plans for you and I, and if that's Son, that you're into, I'll be right back. Well, I know some girls who all along just wanted to be a song, but couldn't care less about being alone with me. And I've got the words. Fall asleep in a poet's dream To make you think I know what I mean When I say I love you Yeah! Yeah! You can sick those pretty teeth into me I don't mind a bit if I need to bleed for you Wanna ditch this place and find my car And go get high and talk to the stars I got words for the weekend And I got plans for you and I And if that's something that you're into I'll be right back Well, I know you well 
Nobody knows in cigarettes So typical among your friends I guess it's easy And I always fall But alibis are sweet mistakes Pretty girls are turning to snakes Most every time You could rip these nerves right off my bones If that just means I won't feel alone again Wanna ditch this place and find my car And go get high and talk to the stars Cause I got words for the weekend And I got plans for you and I and if that's something that you're into, I'll be right back. So that's off the new record. That's that's called Words for the Weekend. I'm hoping Woo! that'll be a single, man. That'll be dope. You said works for the weekend? Wor words for the weekend. Words for the weekend yeah, by I, Houston Keen. I don't slur so bad. Yeah, that was cool, In man. the studio, I promise was clarity. That was so good. Thanks, like, man. That, that, that was that, awesome. That, the, the sound was so clean. Like, it was, that was amazing. So, I... I How did you fucking do that? That was... I just... So, like I said, that, that, that whole EP, the five songs, were written within a span of, like, two months. Um, So... After Jenny, I had a note. I have a note, notebook or whatever, which I ever make an effort. I recommend to all songwriters is that you have a notebook. Um, is basically is that like after I got done with Jenny and I kind of had these certain lines, you know, about cigarettes and uh and fire and all this other stuff. Because Jenny, if you listen to it throughout, it's a very conceptual album and it has these very certain themes to it. Uh, that Jenny implements and so basically anyway I was kind of done with that and so after I got done with Jenny and it was released I had all these lines that were kind of like not part of that and so I was kind of like man I really love certain lines in this and I really would like to include them like I have a in that in that song in particular there's a line where it's like um where it's like uh well I know you well uh, a bloody nose and cigarettes it's so typical among your friends I guess it's easy and that's basically just kind of saying like cocaine and cigarettes are like among her friends and I guess it's just easy to live that lifestyle and so you know when I wrote that I was like that was just one line that sat there for like a month and a half and then when I was able to put it in I was like oh it totally gets that <laughs> like I'm like I'm trying to plan a date with this girl who obviously has a lot of problems and I'm trying to get her away from all that and I'm just like oh, I got words for the weekend I got plans for you and I you know whatever it may be and, and See, that's what I love man you have so much thought into your songs like you don't like as a as a as a singer who's written a lot of fucking lyrics over the years I can tell you that there's a shit ton of songs that I have that have zero meaning but the <laughs> words sounded fucking cool together yeah, and every fucking time I talk to you man you you throw down some song and start talking about the lyrics and <laughs> and the backstory to it and how you came up with it and there, you know it all ties together and there's this conceptual I fucking love that because it's like there's just like a bigger fucking purpose you know it's not just like you you're not just throwing down some blase bullshit right. line like you are really putting in thought to each and every word that you say that is what I'm talking about when I say you're just different level. 
Like you're well, you're just next level shit and, because that's, that's not to, a common thing. You I, know? I have to agree with Nick on, on all of that. I mean, like that was like, I mean, I I listened to like a lot of your stuff like like on YouTube and stuff like that. Like before, like coming on cool. and talking to, Thanks, man. and I like I thought it was really good and it was awesome. My challenge for you and is then, to say the next sentence without saying the word like. <laughs> if you could do like, that. You know what I'm saying? Like. Do it. Well, like. Shit. Like, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I love it. All right. So, but no, like. Oh, my God. I did it again. You're going to notice it now I, every time I, you say it. Am I really? You just said it like every other you just third said it. word. <laughs> you just said it. <laughs> I'm Fuck. sorry. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So listen to you right now, just playing live. It was like, like, <laughs> like. <laughs> but no, it was it was really amazing, and ah. it was awesome, man. It sounded great, like. It's getting there, man. <laughs> I almost did <laughs> it. I it's almost did there. it. It's getting there. I, I uh, just, it, it um, does. It, it it sounds great, but I I really do mean that. I mean, uh, you know, just. One dude to another, one songwriter to another, whatever you want to say, however you want to phrase it, what you're doing, there, there's just so you know, you I'm, not, tell, I'm not, I'm not a songwriter. You can just tell that there's more that goes into cool. it. Cool. Well, there's more behind the scenes. That there's really something. There's some substance there, and I'm sure you know as well as I do that the substance in music today is, you know, in in, in general, is few and far between. I mean. That's one of the biggest complaints a lot of people say, oh, there's no soul in it. But what you have is you're, you're putting out music with soul because there is some shit behind it. There's, mm-hmm. there's emotion, there's feeling, mm-hmm. there's thought behind it. And that's, I think, is important, and it's a, whole, it's a lost fucking art in a lot of ways. So I think and, the good and you, Mr. Houston Keen, like you, you are definitely at the top of the, at the, top <laughs> of the charts. It's getting there, man. It's getting, getting there. there. It's a work in progress. Cheers. It's uh, cheers to that work in progress. You know, and I, I try not to, I try not to overthink it. But, but the, you know, the thing is, is like, um, I, I do care a lot about songs. And you know, and I, and the thing is, is like, I care a lot about other people's songs. Like when yeah. I, you know, and a lot of people, um, here's the thing, man. And, and and if anybody that knows me personally knows that I really try not to. I really try not to boast about the guitar or the singing thing, and I was a guitar player much before I was a singer, so I'm much more of a guitar player than I am a singer. But the thing is, is like, I've worked I've worked a lot to get those things to, together as an artist. But right. but regardless of being guitar of a guitar player or a singer, those are all performance things, and that's great to be a great performer and be able to talk to the crowd and do all this bullshit. But the thing is, is like, what I respect is is uh, a songwriter and that's why I love like people like Bob Dylan who necessarily couldn't sing yeah. or maybe even perform that well or play guitar that well but but in the songs I mean the songs we're still singing them today like you know yep. they're protest songs or they're like whatever songs they are it's like we're still singing them today and there's something so vital about that and I and I think that's why I think that's why local songwriters sometimes come to me and they're kind of like, hey, man, I'd love to write with you because, yeah. you know, you seem to have a certain tactic to it. Now, unfortunately, I'm, I'm terrible at co-writing. I, I'm very, <laughs> very uh, selfish with my words. I, I'm very I understand selfish that. keeping what I want. 
and uh, I normally just lock myself in the dark and and write yeah. you know what I do. But uh, and I actually I'm very excited that you guys brought this up uh, and we'll get into it maybe now or later. But regardless, it's a new record. So I'm so sorry. So this new record. So we have so we have the we have Jenny just to kind of take you guys back through the timeline. We have yeah. Jenny. We have uh, the party. We have in the dark, which hey is the new single dropping on the 19th. Uh, we're very excited about the that. party. Beautiful by the song. way, love the party. Oh, thanks. Man. Love the uh, I love the line about using your front pocket. For cigarettes. cigarettes, I just, you know, again, imagery. Like I Thank can you. see that, you know, and, and it helps. And that's that, what we use for the album I mean, cover. You use it for the album cover, yeah. but I mean, I can see that playing out in my head, you know? right? And that's I just I'm fascinated by that. I'm fascinated when when somebody tells a story and they tell it so well that I can see it. You know, that I think is the secret to storytelling. You know, you just you, you're you're painting the picture. Yeah. And and you paint the fucking picture. Well, so, thank you, man. You I, I I'm a huge fan of Bruce Springsteen records. Oh which man, he, who isn't? You know, and you well, gotta love Springsteen. You gotta find some Bob Seger fans <laughs> out there. Anyway, I'm sorry. I love Bob Seger too. No, hate. Uh, I love Bob Seger. Anyway, I'm from Michigan. You De- know, you know, of course, Detroit. You got, to, you got to. You know, you got to. But you know, and 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 from the get go, I was always writing songs that were super wordy. Like if you listen to any of my songs, they're very wordy. They're very like full of shit. Like because yeah. I don't. Not and it's a fact. I've gotten better at singing, but when I first started out songwriting, I couldn't really sing that well. So yeah. like, what I would do instead of like, ah, I would kind of like, yeah. you know, and I would really try to fill up the space with words. And I think that's what made me kind of so lyrical in the wordy way. But in right. the same token, some people have told me like, man, that's if you could just lay back a little bit, it would be incredible. And I'm like, you're right. And yeah. so I've tried to pull back a little bit, but in the same truth. It's like Bruce Springsteen, you know, Thunder Road, like, okay, yeah. like, just, just to give an idea of the beginning lyrics, you know, in Thunder Road are so wordy, and it's like, I mean, the whole thing is just like this imagery, like, you're reading a yep. book, you know, and that's what I love about it, yeah. you know, and, like, it's funny, because when I listen to my songs, this sounds so cocky, when I listen to my songs, <laughs> I can already kind of plan out a music video, because I'm kind of like, oh, I know it goes here, like, I've, I've saw you know it in my that's head. That's great, because, like, like, I listen to my shit. And because we're we're working on putting some stuff on Tight. online and, and all that Love sort of it. stuff, um, and I listened to it the other day. Some of the old recordings I haven't heard in in a, in a few years, and you know I'm thinking just the exact opposite. I'm like, man, I'd love to make a music video for this, but there's nothing that really jumps out at me and grabs me and says this is this is where we would go with it. You know, this is the story we totally. would tell with it. Totally. And uh, well, you know, that's that's my own fault. There's a couple that that. You know, have that ability, but but uh, definitely several of them that you know. There's not really much direction for sure. And and I think again, that's a testament to you know you you sort of have this ability to you know see you know the long term. You know that you have the you have the entire package for a song. You know, in your vision at right. some point. You know, right? And uh, that well, is that that's an art form in itself. Well, I and I appreciate that. I I just. Um, I have always been a guy that I don't necessarily <laughs> see colors or anything when I when I play music, but I feel as though when I close my eyes and I'm playing something, I can see like a movie, yeah. like I can see something like cinematic happening, yeah. you know. And I I just that's kind of how I write because what I want my shit to be, I want it to be dramatic and like right. not only that to be full disclosure, I write all my well. All the recent songs have been about my ex-girlfriend, but the thing is, like, my goal... Jenny, right? Well, sure, yeah. And the thing (laughs) is, is, like, I just aim to tear them apart, and it's not like I, 
mean anything towards them actually even personally right. it's just like you know what you know what's funny actually and i haven't seen the last dance but uh you know michael jordan just came out with that documentary it's the last dance 10 part documentary i did is watch it, it. It's, oh did you is it it's worth the it's watch great. i have to watch I, it. i'll tell is you that on it. it's it's on uh espn, ESPN. plus okay or well, espn i watched it. I, i'm a huge athlete fan i love their mentality i love listening to interviews i love kind of like that it gets me hyped it, d- it yeah. really does and you know the thing is is like so i was listening to part of that last dance thing and um god damn it i forgot it made I me remember how much i love basketball oh, which yeah. i had forgotten all about because growing up in flint you know in michigan. flint michigan outskirts sports creek all right. those little towns um my team was the pistons the okay. Detroit Pistons, yeah. Isaiah Thomas, okay. Joe Dumas. So yeah. I was in the fuck Michael Jordan camp. Okay. I was on Team Bad Boys. It, you know, the Pistons, they went back to back and won the championship. Everybody in Michigan fucking loved it. I had a t-shirt that had the rings on it and said back to back bad boys, hey. all that stuff. <laughs> and uh, watching the the last dance with, with, you know, and just listening to Michael talk about the animosity between the Bulls and the Pistons and all that sort of stuff brought me the fuck back to one being a child in 80s 80, 80, 88 89 you know being in Michigan as a kid and all that stuff and just remembering how much I loved watching that game at the yes. time it was really the first sport that I think I ever really took interest in from a from a spectator standpoint see and, for me uh, loved it for me it was uh um I remember uh when like Michael Jordan and uh, Scottie Pippen and all those guys. Dennis like, Rodman. You talking about the first uh, yeah. three or the second three? Like, yeah, like we're because we had Rodman in in Detroit for for uh, the couple years that they won. You know, I'm, back I'm, to back. But. I'm talking about uh, when uh, when yeah, Pippen and yeah, all, when, all those when, guys. No, when when Jordan's dad died. Oh yeah. And they ended up winning. Like, yeah, they did everything. I mean, the story overall. I mean, that's and, and and then there was like that that video of of uh, Jordan like laying on the ground. Yeah, in the stands, just yeah. crying. Well, the 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 what I took away from that show, from that series, from the ten fucking hours that I gave of my life to that, um, was that. That guy really is the greatest ever. There's there's comparison between, you know, him and LeBron Absolutely. and all that stuff, and and I I understand the comparison, but after watching that and being reminded, yep, there is no comparison. Let me tell you something, man. There's no comparison. Michael Jordan. I'm gonna say it, Houston Keen quote right here. Michael Jordan is a motherfucking alien. Michael Jordan is a motherfucking <laughs> alien. He can do it. That's gonna be in the uh, show notes. Right. Is Michael Jordan is a motherfucking alien. You reminded me of what I was going to say. <laughs> I was I was watching and a preview. And if Houston Keen says it, that means it's Hold weird. on, don't make him lose a thought. No, you're good. I, I was watching a preview of that, and uh, he was talking about, he's like, Michael Jordan would make up would make up scenarios and yes. he said like why yes. why he's gonna fuck someone up yes and that's what i think man i don't i know nick follows me kind of on instagram or whatever i always post these videos of the speed bag thing right and i'm really trying to just oh I'm he's not a, you're all about that fucking i'm not thing. the i'm not a boxer but i just i love the speed bag it's just something about the discipline of being able to go and it's just something about that how long did it take you to get that fucking good though i'm not that good you're fucking you dude you 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 start just 
I'm like so uncoordinated. I'm not that good. I can't even pretend. Dude, like, dude. To, I just looked like a fucking idiot I went, just now. Is, is Houston going to get Jonas with the uh, the the Murph challenge? I don't know. We should talk about the that. Fight Club? We'll, <laughs> no. we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> the, <nerd> <laughs> the Murph yeah, challenge. The Murph challenge. I'm sorry. So the Murph challenge is um, every year on Memorial Day in honor of Mike Murphy and... Okay. Forgive me, I got to do a little bit more research in it because I really hate just saying Mike Murray. He was a, he was a Navy SEAL. Okay. You ever see the movie uh, Lone Survivor? With uh, heard of it. Marcus of it. Marcus Luttrell's story where uh, basically he he was the only one who made it out. Well, Mike Murphy in that movie is a guy who runs down into this gully and knows he's going to get shot and killed, but it's the only way that he can get a radio signal out for his guys. So he takes that and sacrifices himself every year on memorial day they hold what is what is now referred to as the murph and it's a challenge in honor of mike murphy because what he did was every day he ran a mile he did a hundred sit-ups 200 pull-ups and 300 squats ran another mile all while wearing a 20 pound vest so here in Porchville, we have committed to next year taking on the Murph Challenge, and uh, we Daniel Biddle joined. Yep. Um, not David Battle. Not Daniel David Biddle. Battle. David David Battle actually <laughs> was totally not with. No, that. David Battle was like fuck you, yeah. Porchville. But Daniel Biddle was all about it. Yeah, um, David Battle. No, David, David. Last week's Bill. guest, Brandon Dukes Green, who was fantastic. Yeah, uh, he also said that he, no, Earth. fuck that. Um, but Joe, our frequent guest, Joe is with us. Um, all the girls are with us. You're in. Sorry to sorry to tell you, brother. Um, you're just in by association. So, you know, think about it. Next Memorial Day, I, if you want to run around yeah, in right. a twenty pound vest, come on, a couple miles. Let us know. I love it. Hey. Trying to get ripped. Yeah, we're gonna we're t-shirts and the whole fight. We in a couple weeks we're we're trying to bring on uh, uh, the gym teacher that uh, Courtney goes to her gym and, and and they put on the Murph challenge this okay. year. So okay. so and we're gonna we're gonna try to you know hold I'm, our feet not, to the fire. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this straight up. She's kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, are you gonna chub right now? <laughs> is that your is that your phone going off? That is my phone. Turn the goddamn volume down. Turn your down, phone you know, off. Fucking wacky bastard. Damn. I'm on. Uh, uh, the most. It's a, it's a phone a, addicted it's a, person. <laughs> it's a it's a group text. It's, well, turn it down. It's about my. Group text. It's about, my, it, burn it, burn it, burn it. It's about my dad. Is it, is, is, is it Carl? Is Carl in there? Carl is there. Do you need yeah. to call a lifeline? Tell Carl that Porchville says hello. Hi, right. Hi, Carl. No, I'm just gonna mute it. <laughs> so, so, so tell me more about the summer EP. Like, what so, what else can we expect from all this? Of course, of course. In fact, I I do want to play a song very shortly. But do you know, it. the thing is, yeah. So, so in working in the um in the timeline of it, we have Jenny, we have the party, we have which just very quickly going back to the party. By the way, but this is Friday, right? Yes. This okay. Is Friday. I'm off tomorrow. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> The the thing is, man, is like when you listen. Okay, when you listen to Jenny or you listen to Badlands or whatever it is, yeah. you know the Jenny record. 
and I hate to break anyone's heart that's listening to this, but those were not real drums. Those were all keyboard drums, or they were electronic drum pads. Shut that were up. Really? Yeah, and they sound incredible, right? Wow. Stan Martell. He's incredible. Wow. Stan didn't get behind the kit himself and He's, just work that he, shit out. He worked the electric kit, oh, but but it wasn't a real Stan, kit. Stan, I am disappointed. Oh, well, he, hey, he's, he fooled you. <laughs> he did. He fooled a lot he of did. people. He did. Up so, until now. So the thing is, Pulled though, with the, veil. with the party and and In the Dark, which are the two new singles, I've been yeah. working with this cat, Logan Fisher, who uh, I was going to bring on the podcast, but right. he... Man, so this cat is a murderer when it comes to the drums. Yeah. And I never realized what dr- real drums bring into the sonic frequency of it. When oh, in fact, yeah. if you listen to the party, it has a drum solo because it was the first time I had real drums. And I was like, listen, bro, I want you to fucking go ham, bro, like on this middle part. Like, I want you to just tear it up. And dude, he fucking did a drum solo and it's incredible. And there's this last little hit and it was like, and it was like, girl, at the party last night, whatever. And so, like, dude, it just makes the song click. And and in the dark is like this really, f- it's a five minute ballad. Like, it's a very risky thing to release as a single, but yeah. it's like this beautiful five minute ballad. And dude, the drums just sound like a shotgun going off on the snare. It's, it's, it's remarkable. And um, and so anyway. And you really called him bro the entire time. Bro the entire time. <laughs> bro, dude, homie. What? Whatever. What kind of uh, what kind of reaction have you had? Because I know I know a big deal for you was was the Spotify and stuff like that. The hits you were getting. Right. How has that been looking? It's been looking good, man. It seems like it seems like ever since this pandemic has actually picked up quite a bit, yeah. which is strange. I guess people are just staying home and listening staying home, to music, listening to music, which is fine, man. It's it's so strange to me to like like last week I I literally posted this on Instagram today or yesterday or something, and it was like I'm getting a thousand streams a day on Apple Music. Oof. Which I was kind of like, that's like, I'm not popular. I'm not popular to have a thousand streams. Like, it's not a day. I'm sorry. It's a week. But still, regardless, it's like a thousand streams a week. Like, I'm not popular enough to have like that. Like, I'm not like I'm not anybody like. And so. No, but you don't think. But 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 here you are with a thousand streams a week. Well, it's happening. Right. And so it's strange to me. Yeah. And I feel like once again, going back to the music, you're still living in the normal Houston Keen. This is, you know. I grew up and you know Whatever. I'm a normal fucking person. Right. You you're, you haven't you haven't evolved I haven't your, graduated your, your yet. mind into that like I am somebody that you know a thousand people every week are I just actually don't listening want to. to you know? I don't want to. Oh I, yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with that. I just want to be this guy that hangs why, out. And yeah. Why, why would you not want to? be But that there's guy? well well because you know I, I think people people are a little weirded out by you know that change that evolving into this like you know. This well, person that what I, a I feel like people a week are listening to. I just well, I, what, I, what what I think. I kind of want to interject here, like like why like like if you're gonna get a thousand people to to listen to you, like why would you not? I think you're want taking it too to literal. I think you're taking it too literal. It's not that he doesn't want them to happen. It doesn't it's not that he doesn't want to want them to hear it. It's just there's a there is a. It's a different like. Is it, it? I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. I've always described the person I am that plays music is just like almost like a different person, of course. you know. And um, there was a song. Uh, There's a song by Hinder back in the day when uh, John or Austin Winkler was. Uh, is it Austin? Yeah, Austin Winkler. I couldn't tell you. Um, was was singing for him, the original singer. And they had a song, and it was called uh, you know, "Waking Up the Devil." 
Okay. And and there was a line in there about, uh, you know, when he gets out, we're one hell of a team. <laughs> you know, I love and it. every time I hear that, it makes me think of before I'd get out there on the stage, before I'd get up and do a show. You know, there was almost like this shift of, of course, you know, personality. Right, yeah, and yep. and because the guy on stage, man, that guy was that guy was an asshole. Well, you know, I love him. He's a fucking asshole, though. But he can get the job done. But he gets the job done yep. every time. Gets, yep. He gets the crowd right there in the palm fucking of his right. hand. Fucking you right. Know? He uh, likes to well, show people his balls, too. But that's, that's I love it. Story, hey, man, you come know? on, dick swinging. I don't I get love it. it. But <laughs> I love it. No, and I'm the same way, man. And, you know, here's there's two examples of this. I actually had a conversation with someone earlier about how, you know, I was like, I actually said in the conversation in the text, I was like, you know, there's... I feel like I have multiple personality disorder because what it is is like yeah. there's yeah. me who my my real name is Houston Keen and a lot of people question that they're like is your real name Houston Keen yeah. or is that a stage name because that's a hell of a stage name and they're like no it's my real name like my parents gave it to me but you know my close friends they call me Sam like Sam Houston the president of Texas yeah. and it's like what what that has done for me is it's kind of actually given a divide where it's like hey when I'm hanging out and we're all friends and we're drinking and we're having a great time I'm Sam man I'm just hanging out or whatever now when you get me on the subject of music or maybe I'm on stage or whatever I just start talking very fast I talk, yeah. start talking very loud I'm very passionate yeah. I'm very like I want to jump on this table and tell you guys like hey man I'm here to I'm not here to save everybody I don't want to say I'm a savior but I'm just saying that I'm here to help I'm here to mm -hmm. I'm here to bring new ideas and bring new innovation and bring new business and like I want to blow this team up I want to blow everybody that's talented here that's fuck I just want to make it like fucking like a, an empire and that's why that's why ultimately I feel like that's the way it's going to go yeah because I have never met you. I've never seen you when you haven't been just like on 10. Like, I'm ready to fucking go. go. We're, we are going to make something happen. Right. It might happen tonight. might happen tomorrow. But you're always ready. And you always know, hey, it's going to happen because you're just that dude. You're going to keep fucking pushing. And that's the way it'd be. And a lot of so people get, get annoyed, but it's like I and I. And it's like you guys, right? Like I was so stoked for this podcast, yeah. podcast because in the same token, it's like I can come out here and I can express my ideas, you know, and yeah. I can really talk about. And not only that, but I love to say fuck over a microphone. <laughs> but the thing is, it's just like in the same did, token, did I can, you say fuck? Fuck. <laughs> the thing is, I have flashbacks. Well, and there. I love, I love the fact. I mean, honestly, like full disclosure. When you reached out and you're like, hey, man, I got all this new shit going on. Like, you know, I'd love to come on Porchville and talk about it and all right. that stuff. I was like, yes. Cool. Yes. Well, that is so amazing. I love <laughs> that. Because, like you, I mean, we're trying to build something here. You know, yeah. I want people to be able to reach out and say, hey, I got this stuff going on. I'd love to come on hang out with you guys, talk about it. We'll fucking knock some drinks back, play some guitar, yep. have a good fucking time. You know, I walk away with a show. You walk away with a show. You're able to turn around and you know direct people, to listen to it, promote it, and all that shit, it's and, great. Uh, and and give something that you know give something more than 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 just what everybody's hearing in a song. You know, right? A little explanation behind. And it. Of course. Did you also just say that your name is Sam? Well, so <laughs> my nickname. 
they, they call me Sam, uh, some close friends because of Sam Houston. Uh, so the story behind that, which I might have explained before on the first podcast, but the story behind that is I have a song called Sam I Am, and that song was born out of, I used to work at a pawn shop, and there was this old man, old man Dave, and he's still <laughs> kicking, man, but he's old as hell, and he couldn't remember my name was Houston. He called me Austin, <laughs> Dallas, Corpus Christi, asshole, douchebag. There's a bunch of names I had. And uh, so hey, anyway, whatever works. Yeah, yeah, and eventually he's like, damn it, kid i'm gonna call you sam and i was like sam <laughs> and he's like yeah sam houston you know the president of texas and i was like all right hell yeah bro and so uh so i ended up getting sam and so people call me sam and sammy and everything like that and then i made this song called sam i am and that's like my alter ego that's like kind of like what yeah. you said when you step on stage step on stage like when i step on stage i'm houston keen yeah but when i'm chilling i'm just like sam you know yeah. just like i would like to watch john hughes 80s movies and i like to just eat popcorn. But, but also wasn't there a correlation with your last name in moving to austin that people thought you were right well a lot of people thought i moved to houston because my name is houston but yeah. i moved to austin music capital of the world right and uh so i moved houston moved to austin and uh i i have had a lot of uh for those that have known me for a long time i've i've had quite a lot of controversy with the name austin uh in fact i wrote this song back in high school text called texas ain't big enough and it was directed <laughs> towards this guy named austin and it's a long story that I'm not going to get into, but regardless, that's that's next time. That's next time. Next time, I want to hear For that sure, one. Sure, it's it's wild. <laughs> I'll have to learn the song again. But uh, but regardless, when I moved to Austin, you know, and I, I moved to Austin after getting signed to a, a booking deal where they were going to secure me work uh, yeah. where I didn't have to work a day job, and uh, so I was like, hell yeah! And you know, it's what's great about that going to Austin and living off of music is that you learn. That hey man, you better fucking be good, or you're not bringing home the bacon. Right. You're not gonna eat this week. Yep. So it's like I've really kind of learned how to uh, sell the crowd, or how to in- interact, and how to make tips, and how yeah. to do this, and how to bring in whatever. And it's like that really helped me because like even tonight with the show, like at uh, in Florida, here we are in Florida. Uh, in that show in Florida, you know, it's like I had people come up to me and they're like, man, I saw you before you moved to Austin and now it's just like your voice is deeper and like you've got this way about you. And I'm like, well, that's I don't recognize it because I've been there every day to build it. Like, I don't recognize you the seem, change. You seem to me more authentic now cool. than when I met you. For, of course, you. I mean, you were 19, like you said, right, when yeah. I first met you. Growing up. And I mean, you know, you were still finding your way. And, and and I just now I get the sense like like you come back, you know, and, and you just you're all grown up. <laughs> you know? Twenty five, man. Like, it's like here you are, you're doing your thing, you're having a fucking blast, you know, and right. uh you just like I said, the there's there's an authenticity there in well, what I, you do and in your music and, and how you how you present it. I do appreciate that, that. Uh, you know, you, know, you I, can't I, buy. I gotta I gotta say, um that this is the first time like me like talk to yeah, what's up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, put that thing in front of your face. What are you doing? Talk to it. You uh, <laughs> put it in front of your face. Oh, you're moving it. Yes, put it in your mouth. Talking, talking that fucking. Thing. <laughs> That's what she said. Shit. All right, so, um, it. I got a little something. This is my us. first time actually so, talking to you, and I, I think that uh, you, you sound great. Like your, your music sounds awesome. Like your, the, the way that you talk. It just sounds amazing, and well, I think I think it's awesome that you're on the show with us. Well, man, I just feel I feel pretty honored to be here. But the thing is, is like I here's the thing: 
I'm the first one to tell you I talk too loud and I talk too much. I do. Like I when I'm when I get engaged in a you conversation, don't, you don't talk like, too much. I, well, I talk too much. Perhaps perhaps in this you know podcast it's appropriate, but in the it's same perfect. token, it is right. But in the same token, and I love that. I got two I, hours to fill, and you're I a talker. It. Well, are you fucking kidding me? That's I've cool. had I've had podcasts on where I've literally I've asked somebody a question, and they say yeah, yeah, just joke around with him. Well, great. How about yeah. some elaboration? Well, you know? right, right. And, and you know, I catch myself at bars where maybe I'm having a, a drink or two, and it's like I really – someone asks me about music, and I'm like, man, I'd really just, you know, not even want to get into it because the truth is I'm going to start yelling. Like, I'm just going to be so passionate right. about it. And and not to bring in, like, someone as crazy as Kanye West, but, you know, I've read, I've read like, a book. <laughs> uh, listen, I read this book. Yeah. I read this book. Called Kanye West owes me three hundred dollars, right? <laughs> and it's about this white rapper that has been friends with Kanye like in the very beginning, and then it's like at the very end of it, Kanye asked to borrow three hundred dollars, and he bought him a pizza. And him and I, him and Kanye hung out in the studio and ate a pizza. He gave him three hundred dollars, and that was the last time he saw Kanye West <laughs> before he blew up. <laughs> and this was a book. Now, anyway, I think about those things. And I think about how passionate Kanye West is. And, I, I mean, I know he's a fool, man. But in the same token, I'm the same way. I'm the same way where it's like I want to build an empire. I want to fucking stand on tables I want at record labels. And I want to yeah. be like, hey, I'm the next fucking thing, man. Like, I'm here. Like, I'm so aggressive about it. And I, I don't expect to be Justin Bieber or some bullshit. But I'm just. But those are, those are the guys. Uh, excuse me. That actually get somewhere. That actually. Uh you know, get no, to that I, next level. I want level. to see Houston be Justin Bieber. I want to see that. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to see I don't that. want to be that popular. I don't want to see that. I don't. I want to be, I want Which, to be by a little. The, by the way, if not to not to totally cut you off totally. like I just did, but um, I will say since since I saw you last, you turned me on to some Sturgill Simpson. Love it. And I've been listening to that shit a lot. Love it. And oh my God. I've also, I've got some stuff. We're gonna talk about later. Okay. That you might like some some stuff that I've I've found along the way. So uh, beautiful. I think you're gonna like. You gonna Sturgill's play? You, incredible. You gonna play us a little something? I will play. I I'm sorry, everybody that's uh, oh, not watching. Oh. I'm a. I just played as a guitar. I but I just uh, here goes Houston Key. I love Sturgill Simpson. So I wanted to get back to the point earlier about the lyricism. Yeah. So, I so working in the um. This is actually a debut. This is the first time I've ever played this song kind of live because I haven't been able to play any shows. So I've, right. this is the first time I've played this, show, this song live. In fact, I think nice. the last time I was on this podcast, I played a song that wasn't, that was like the first time I've ever played it or it some may, shit. May, it may I think have been. so. It I think so. Been. Regardless, this is a beautiful what do you, what do you got for, for us here? So, um, so we were talking about lyricism and we were talking about, you know, I, I think I go into a realm of I want to write something. I, I think I'm very conceptual whenever I go in to write a project. Like, whenever I say, like, okay, I'm writing the next record. This is what it's going to be. Like, I have a big idea when I see it. You know what I mean? Right. And so, so anyway, this song this, this song is the first song from the record. Um, and I, I really haven't played it anywhere, but this, this next album is a lot about death. Um, does, it, does it have a name yet? It doesn't have a name yet. doesn't have a name. It Unnamed by doesn't Houston have a name. Unnamed. This song is called Icy Horror. Um, I see horror, horror, not horse. I see horror. <laughs> I see horror. I and see horror. I horror. see horror. And um, and uh, anyway, I don't have a name for the record yet, but 
Anyway, here we go. Lay it on us. I see horror and premonitions. I can spot fear underneath your skin. I can see blood and rain, the twisted hands of fate. Sick, sick disasters on Austin interstates. I believe dying is an easy living I can give up just enough to slip I can take bitter old girls and turn them against the world But I only wanna get to you till you get what you deserve treason and revelations I can draw blood make it look naive I can take pretty girls turn them against the world but I only want to get to you till you get what you deserve That's the first track off the Hell yeah. record. That was beautiful. Thanks, man. God damn. I just feel like I like that. I'm going in a really darker place. Um, dude, that was that was, that was you got to though. Feels good, man. Feels yeah. good, dude. That yeah. was fucking beautiful. Sometimes the darkness amazing. is just where it's at. You know, I mean, I don't think that uh, I don't think a lot of people listen to guys like us to 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 feel uplifted. Right. Well, I, think I don't. They, I think there's a sense of like. Well, there needs to be. There's okay. Well, there's sadness in the world, yeah. of course, and people want to hear that, man. Yeah. I mean, they do, and, and well, and, when they're sad, they want they want something they can identify with, they can feel, you know, yeah. that, that 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 when they when when everything feels dark and feels lost, they want something. <laughs> That makes them feel like, oh, I can, I can listen to this, I can identify with it, and and it and it and it and it touches me in a certain way. It, and, it and helps it, me, and it gives it me, me that feeling. Yeah, you know, in yeah. in a dark moment, it helps me. And that's uh, it helps me, and that's and that's you know, and I don't necessarily write songs for people to um, 
to feel better in dark times. I just write songs as a therapeutic yeah. kind of thing. Um, I'm going to put the guitar away in just a yeah. second, but I, I just want to play you one more. This yeah. is uh, speaking of that. So, you know, we were thinking about the, the dark, the dark tones of the record and we were thinking about like, you know, I, so basically, um, when I wrote warmer era, which is, which I never got to the bottom of that discussion, yeah, but we'll it, get back to that. So the thing is, is like with, uh, going chronologically, we have Jenny, we have the party, we have in the dark and then we have warmer era Yeah. and warmer era was actually brought out of a Facebook comment where I was like, what should I name the next, you know, EP? What should I name it? Like, I just kind of threw it out there. I wasn't really taking it seriously. And I was like, maybe someone has something funny to say, like, yeah. whatever. Well, someone said warmer era. And I was like, holy shit, that's it. Like, yeah. you know, and I, I basically based it off of like a relationship. Like we were living in, an, in a warmer era where it was like a more uh, conducive, beautiful time between yeah. us, you know, kind of like, like, like the honeymoon stage, the honeymoon stage, you know? right. You know, maybe and, just post honeymoon. Yeah. Stage, even if where, that lasts five years, yeah, you know, it's whatever. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, like, so that was all part of the warmer era thing. Uh, came out of that Facebook comment, which, by the way, homeboy, I will credit you later. I'm sorry, I don't remember your name. My bad. He, but the thing is, he, I posted that and he commented warmer era, yeah. and I was like, holy fucking shit, that's it. You that's just the knew. Name. You, you got it. Knew. You got it. Yep. Yeah, and I, I was able to write the songs about that. So, so the song you just heard was from the second full length album. So that is actually chronologically after warmer era right so what you're if i can actually interject go ahead for just like one second um your voice is absolutely fucking phenomenal it's getting there man (laughs) that was like i was listening to you and it it was just like so good like it was it was amazing so he's amazed getting there it's getting there he's amazed it's getting there so what are you going to give us next? So year? I just, I just really quick, I just this is, uh, this is also the single that's going to be the leading single from the next record, um, after Warmer Era chronologically and all that other stuff. Um, this is a song about the ending of a relationship, like right before it ends, whenever you start spending the night at other people's houses. Um, anyway, this is called Terrible Things, and I actually, uh, not to get into this conversation at all, but. It, but I heard a philosopher say this, uh, a professor at the University of Toronto, Jordan Peterson. He said that terrible things, you know, happen one little thing at a time. And, and you know, he was actually comparing that to like the Holocaust and how we could let people just die like that. And how, you know, it's like we never stood up and said anything about that. We just let it happen. Right. And the thing is, is, those things happen one little bit at a time, one little law, one little break in, one little yeah. whatever. Yeah. And it relates very well to this time, obviously. But the yeah. thing is, is I wrote this from a relationship standpoint, but it, it basically <laughs> it's, it's about the end of a relationship and you know, it's coming. Um, this is called terrible things. Honey, can we put these clothes away? Teach ourselves how to talk again like we used to. Maybe we could build back this home. I know we both hate sleeping alone like we never do. I want to wrap you up like you're still mine And that human touch we always find And I know the terrible things happen One little thing at a time 
we could have been just fine and i know that the hardest part is getting back where we started with you and me and these terrible things Honey, can we let the blood all dry? Save ourselves in these battered eyes from going blind. Maybe I could just forgive myself, put you up there on the shelf. Right out of my mind. Wanna wrap you up like it's still right And that human touch we always find And I know terrible things happen One little thing at a time Could've been just fine And I know that the hardest part is Going back where we started you and me in these terrible things. Houston Keen. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> Ladies and like gentlemen. It. I appreciate you listening. That is beautiful. I like it. I like it a lot, man. I'm telling you, that is just... Uh, it's I, getting there, man. I love the fact that you have just like different concepts and, you know, all this shit laid out ahead of you, you know? it's And it's got to be... It's got to make it a little easier because you actually have goals going into it, you know. Right. Well, so, you know, I think um, I so, uh, you know, full honest perspective is I work construction and, you know, I work it five or six days a week. And the thing is, is I, I see people that um, I see people that struggle and work very, very, very hard, harder than I do. And they make, you know, the same four or five hundred dollars a week. And that's great and all. But this, but in the same token, it's like I look at it and I, I'm like, thank God that I learned how to play guitar when I was 12. Or I was, you know, I'm doing this, doing that or whatever it is. Because, like, if I had to work a day job uh, as my only means of living, yeah. it would be I would be so depressed. How hard was that to come back from Austin? Right get back here try to get things going and right. then all the music basically stops Stop. yeah and now you're just doing construction right. what was that period of time before you really started having to figure new ideas out trying out new right. things how hard was that period of time where you were just what the fuck what, well, what's next what what happens next i i realized uh <laughs> i realized that i'm not a diva <laughs> I realize that I I'm not the shit. I, I realize that it's like uh, it's like look, man. I mean, when times are hard, maybe you need to go out and learn how to do like a man's job. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. And I it's a great way of looking at it. Yeah, and you know what? I, I don't look at it as a bad thing. I look at it like it's really teaching me some moral lessons. Like, hey, man, look, dude. A lot of people, a lot of people go out every day in America and they sweat their fucking ass off for five hundred dollars yeah. a week. And yep. they go support a family of two or three doing that. Yeah. And that, you know, I don't understand that because I'm 25. I've never been married. I don't have kids. Yeah. But, you know, and I make a, a decent amount between music and, and, and concrete. And so it's like I don't I feel I feel very um, I don't take the I don't take the circumstances I'm in for granted. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That's the way to be, man. 
Yeah, and I, I agree with that, you know, and I, I've also realized that a bunch of my friends are pussies <laughs> because it's like, it's like I tell them, I'm like, dude, I just work a 12-hour day. Like, look how fucking tan I am. Like, I'm fucking cut up from concrete. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm fucking nailing boards. I'm getting yelled at. I'm doing all this shit. <laughs> and they're just like, hey, man, like, I fucking had to sweep a floor today. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. And it's just like, dude, you don't understand. And Did it's you not, have to put your back into you it? You do. Get the fuck out. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And you should never be ashamed of a hard day's work. Hell yes. Hell yes. When's the last time that your hand was cut up to the point where you actually thought that you needed like a tetanus shot? Well, I got bit by a bat once. And, what? And, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, they, had, they gave me 15 fucking things in the stomach. Oh, the shots, the rabies shots? shots or rabies tetanus shots. Were the rabies? Rabies. Oh, rabies my shots. God. Yeah. I was like, let me foam at the mouth. I don't oh, give a that fuck. that sounds fucking terrible. Well, was, I, I was just trying to make a joke. Not a good I, idea I, to I, have I, a bat I, as a pet. I just scratched my hand up, but... <laughs> not, a, not a good idea to have a bat as a pet. I so was, when are you going to start a podcast? Dude, you know what? Every I swear to God, every time I step in, in this little circle, I'm like, I got to do it. Because, you know, my buddy AJ Wilkerson, he's a comedian. He's been on this podcast two or three times. Yeah, he just started, just started a podcast. Uh, story time with Captain Autism. What on Spotify? No oh yeah. Well, he's very open. About, he, he's very open. He's got he's got autism. He he found out late in life. You know, he, he uh, medical marijuana. He manages really? very well. He was in the army. All kinds of shit. Very funny dude. But he didn't really figure out, uh, you know, comedy until a little later. later. Like he's only been doing it, I, I think maybe a, a year, year and a half or so at this point. The guy's fucking hilarious. One of my favorite comedians. And just started a podcast. I told him last time he was here, man, you got to start it. It's so fucking easy. And I'm not going to say I'm responsible in any way for it. Um, <laughs> no, you but, can but he because did, he, he told you. He did he, say that I was... He told kind you of straight his, up. Part of his inspiration for it. I love it. So I was very happy it. about that. So hey, listen, you you should not be ashamed of that because you might be starting something with me. Hey, and so it's like you a. can be the spawn of I'm it. I'm telling you, man. In in dude, it's so easy. It's so it, it there's there's no limits. You do whatever the fuck you want. There's nobody who can tell you. Sorry. Oh, this is what you have to do, or this is how you do it. Yeah. No, th that's all bullshit. I agree with you. There's nobody that's going to tell you what to do. Just, it's whatever you want to make. A, a friend of mine called me up the other day. He said, hey, I want to do a podcast. Um, this is an idea that I had. And it was uh, it was talking about, um, like, albums. It was like a weekly uh, show that he was talking about doing. And each week, highlighting a different number one record from that date. Okay. So the date is always changing. You I know, love it. And... and and you've got, you know, all the years to choose from, but just each time he puts out a podcast, oh, this album was number one during this calendar week, but, you know, the years would fluctuate. Totally. So I thought it was fucking amazing. I think that's great, was, man. Fuck yeah. Put I it out. What are you waiting for? Why are you calling me? Why are you asking me? Just get out there <laughs> do and do it. it. It's amazing. Do it. So, you know, man, I'm telling I, everybody to fucking do it. I, hey, Nick, I love that, dude, because I think that I could honestly, honestly, I have a desk like this. Yeah. And I could just set up some mics. I have mics. Yep. Obviously. Of course. You know, and I, I could just do it. I, I guarantee I, you probably have everything that I, I have here. I probably do what I could do. Uh, yeah. Seriously. Seriously. I have, you have everything I have here. Minus the cool fucking signage, and, You're damn you know, right. But that's, I love that's these about neon it. signs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I it, we got Some. the new, 
the banner over there. I love it. That people could people may have love seen it. on Porchville Pod at Facebook.com. It's a hell of a logo. And, uh, you know, it's cool. We're having fun. I think man. what you're doing is fun. great, man. Uh, and that's some... why I hit you up because I was like, dude, I got some press that I need to get out. Yes. And I know the perfect, perfect. And I love it. I love that. I love that you reached out to us for that. Oh, you're fucking know? right, dude. Because it's fucking awesome. There's also a Matt that is uh, willing to help you out with the, whatever you need. He Perfect. is this this guy is the number one hype man. I'll tell you what I, I played it. I played shows in Gainesville. Anytime we played shows in Gainesville, Matt would come out and was right down front and would just whip the fucking crowd into a frenzy every time. It was fantastic. Love it. You want a dancer? You That's perfect. your guy. <laughs> Show me your titties. <laughs> Do you get a lot of that at shows? Because I got it once. Uh, one time. On I got it come once. On. I got it one time. Did you, ever, you get it? I, I Listen, man, I'm working on a new girlfriend. I can't talk about that. No. I can't oh. talk about that. Cover your ears. It's all good. <laughs> Tell us it. Listen, man, all I'm going to say is I get, I get a lot of attention. Is, is the new girl's name Jenny? Uh, her her name is not Jenny. <gasps> it's Cassie, though. But here's the thing, dude. If you have Cassie Keen, like, how cool is that? Cassie Keen. Yeah, hopefully she doesn't hear this and get freaked out. Cause we haven't <laughs> even gone. We haven't even gone on the first date. Oh shit! <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we'll edit this out later. We're gonna edit that We're later. Not gonna edit it. I, I would care. love to see Cassie. He said he loves you. <laughs> <laughs> She's cute, man. She's cute. I'm not gonna deny that. I I was I, I predicted last time you were here. That you would marry a woman named Jenny. Ooh. That that was the that was it. You know, I I don't know if I mentioned it last time, but I thought about doing a um, I thought about doing like a Forrest Gump B sides that were gonna be Forrest? songs that didn't make it, and I was gonna dress <laughs> up like Forrest Gump on the bench, and I was gonna take the photo. <laughs> anyway, that didn't happen, but regardless, it would have been a funny thing because Jenny, you know, whatever. Yeah. And to be honest with you, Jenny, you know, the thing about Jenny is like I came up with that name out of no I've never dated a Jenny. I've never even really I know one Jenny. I know one Jenny and she's a super sweet girl. But and she spells her name that way, J or J E N N Y. And um I've met a lot of Jennies that are G I N N Y or whatever it is. Yep. But uh but you know the thing is I I really I'm kinda friends with this one Jenny or whatever and it's something about like when I came up with that name, I was like there's a certain like sex appeal to it. Like there's something yeah. sharp. Yeah. about it and I love it and nope. that's what I came up with so well and I loved it because when you were here last time I asked you about you know the ex-girlfriend thing and, and you said right. you got in trouble a few times so you right. used the name Jenny right to embody them all I, absolutely you know? and I'm glad you remember that and that's yeah. why that's why I'm certain that uh I mean unless unless Cassie's really amazing yeah you know it's that, whatever you know, it, it is what it's it gonna is. be a girl named Jenny that's well I, I'm it could standing be, man. by that I, I don't know, you know? I'm 20 I'm young I'm young <laughs> yeah you're <I'm> young <laughs> maybe so. the second or third wife you know you never know she'll be in there well, somewhere yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah my dad my dad has never had good with had good luck with wives so I'm probably gonna be the same a musician you were cursed you're a musician you're yeah, exactly exactly you know what what is it what does uh, Steve Perry say about uh I don't I don't fucking. I don't know. fucking know either. I've been drinking but too I'm much sure whiskey. Steve, I'm sure Steve Perry has <laughs> had plenty of wives. So is he says is something the, about Steve Perry from Journey. From Journey, Journey where, where, who is uh, the lead singer of Aerosmith? I'm Steven drunk. Tyler. Thank you, Steven Tyler. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, you know, and it's like, and it's like, I hear, um, I hear stories about like uh, Mick Jagger, yeah. and how he's like slept with not only like 600 women, but like 500 men or yeah. something. And I'm like, goddamn. Also, dude, like, David Bowie. You're just fucking, you're fucking everything. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, 
I I can't be that, but I'll I'll just you know it's uh, basically look, anything with a hole. Being it, a it, musician, you got a lot to live up to. The older I get, the more I respect old school romanticism. Yeah, I love J- JFK and Marilyn Monroe. I, I, why why them specifically? Well, I just think that they embody full. I mean, don't get me wrong. Jackie Kennedy was part of it because he's married married to her. But the thing is, like, you got to know that JFK and Marilyn Monroe had a fuck tunnel or some shit. Oh yeah, you know I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, whatever. She, he, yeah, yeah. They had like a direct fucking door to door thing. What's great about that, and I've talked to a friend about this, is that it's like that. It's like the angel and devil on your shoulder. It's like I shouldn't do this. But it's so fucking hot. To do but it's it. Marilyn Monroe, and that's what I love about it. Is it's like I just strive for that like old school romanticism where yeah. it's like it's just driving movies and it's and it's and it's deep conversations at three a.m. and it's not this fucking OnlyFans nude bullshit. I think this bullshit. That's I going think on. people are turning that tide though, like stuff like this, for instance. People are sitting there listening to us. Just talk. Okay. In a lot of ways, they're 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 being a part of that conversation. Of course. You know, they're not they're not sitting there like when I listen to a podcast like this. If I'm sitting there listening to Rogan or something, yeah, I sit down on the fucking porch, I grab a drink, I'm just kick back, relaxing, maybe laying in the hammock. You know, I'm just enjoying the conversation as it is. That 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 stripped down, raw, organic, just you know, two people looking each other in the eye, right. having a, having a good educational, interesting, in-depth conversation just like we're doing right here. Yeah. And more and more people are listening to stuff like this because they're they're not getting that somewhere. You know, there's there's everything's so you know, everything's digital, everything's, you know, just quick little blurbs and you know Dry. TikTok and you know yep. all that shit and it, uh Snapchat and everything and you know, thirty seconds later and the fucking picture's gone for the ever and this Right now, we're, we're, we've been sitting here for an hour and 40 minutes. Whoa. Anybody who Time is machine. still sitting there has been sitting here listening to us for an hour and 40 minutes ramble on about whatever you know, life's greatest fucking mysteries to, to us. Of course. That's, that's And awesome. I love it. I love that. And I, I do agree with you. I think, yeah. the people, I think that the tide is turning. Now, you know, it's funny as you bring this up is I've actually kind of gone into this in-depth thing of uh, there's this... <laughs> There's a new show on Hulu or some shit. It's it's Miss America, and it's talking about uh, women's liberation back in the early uh, '60s or whatever. And there's this woman, uh, Phyllis Phyllis Schlafly. I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but you know, and she speaks on a very a lot of political topics. And she's a lawyer, man. She fucking knows this shit. Like she's very smart. Yeah. And you know, and I, I I feel like there's a great divide. I feel like you know when I was younger, for example. The song Church Girls, if for anybody out there Great that's song. listening that has listened to that song, I sing the song called Church Girls, and it's like church girls get married by 21 uh, with a white dress wedding in the town that they're from. And what I've come to realize as an older man now... Again, the vivid imagery. Well... Sorry, go ahead. You know, you're, and I wrote You're not that, really an older man now. Well, I wrote that when I was 20 or 21, But that's right? a great... I can see it. Again, like right. we were talking about, I can see that... Well, right, know, and it happens. Dress, it happens. It yeah. happens. And it's, it's something that's very common. It's a, it's a stereotype. Yeah. And the thing is that a lot of women do fall into that. Now, I wrote that when I was 20 or 21, and the thing is is that I wrote that... Uh, from the perspective of someone that didn't really want to be married or someone that didn't believe in true love or someone that didn't believe in like what a marriage could be or anything. Now as a 25 year old, I look at it and I go, you know what? 
I could be a daddy. Like I could, like I see it, like I could raise a son, like I feel like older and I feel yeah. more mature about it. And that's not a bad thing. I, th- I think that's great. And it's, it's not that I shun songs like church girls, but it's, it's, I look at those songs as, Oh, that was 21 year old Houston. Yeah. And now, you know, I look at 25 and I'm like, you know what? Like I want to write a song for my wife. I want to write a song like for my kids. Dude, I was, I was your age when my wife, my now wife and I Beautiful. decided to embark upon the journey of having a child. Childhood. You know. That's a big step. And I mean I was I was twenty five, I had had him when we were when I was twenty six. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I was it was the year I turned twenty six. I was twenty five. But uh yeah, I, I mean I remember that and that was a while ago, you know, for me. But uh, but yeah, I was I was your age when I when I turned around and I said, "All right, yep, yeah, let, let's do this." But that was also a big moment in my life where, um, I said, "Okay, I'm not going to be on the road, Mister Musician, yeah. anymore." Yep. I'm yep. I'm committing. Yep. To doing this family thing, That's you a, know. Hey, man, and, I commend uh, you for that. So so is is that a thing that you're you're interested in? Well, here's how I feel, man. I I feel as a somebody that's going to turn 26 in November. I I feel as though I'm not ready for a kid, but if I was married at 28, I would feel okay about it. Like as someone that totally. What's what's the difference to you between 26 and 28? Well, I just feel as though, and I've said this before to literally the boss man at the concrete crew, not my dad, but the guy who runs the VP. Dick Cheney, uh, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've said this. I said, look, I'm going to know if my career works out within the next five years. Yeah. If I'm not blowing up by 30 or 31, it's over. Like, I, And that's not a discouraging thing. It's just that I have to be realistic with it. It's, yeah. not, it's not that I can pour. I can, look, man, I can't pour $10,000 into the studio every right. month or w- whatever and support a child and a family. Like whenever I want to be a dad and I want to be a husband, I want to be the best husband and dad I can be. Right. And so therefore I need to focus on that. And, and, and if look, I really hope Cassie's listening to all this. Well, whatever, but <laughs> whatever. But if I blow, if I blow up and I can take my family on the road and I yeah. can be like this rock star dad, I would, I would much rather prefer that. Yeah. But regardless, I know I have my, um, I have my my responsibilities in order. Yeah. Where if I need to grow up and be a fucking man, I'll go up and be a fucking man. If you if you if you had to stop playing music tomorrow, except with the exception of just going out and doing bars, let's say let's just say you, you know, yeah. Some somebody tomorrow calls you up says Houston, I'm pregnant. I'm I got a kid. kid. I got a kid. Are you? Or would you? Would you stop playing and and worrying about traveling and just devote yourself and say this is it, concrete business? It is. It's very hard to say, man. I th- I think that I will always. I think that I will always keep my talent. You know, my dad and I were having this conversation earlier this week, and uh, we were talking about, you know, my dad, when he was 18 or 19, he went to the Nationals in Atlanta, Georgia, and he placed seventh in the nation for bricklaying. Wow. And he's, he's an incredible talent when it comes to bricklaying. And he told me, he's like, you know, Houston, the thing is, man, is you've you may not have fallen into construction or bricklaying, but you have found something that you can make a lot of money in and you can just do on your own. You can book gigs. You can get this. And I absolutely believe in man. And, and look, I know it's great to have his support too. For sure. And, and you know what? I've talked to a, my, my buddy Logan, 
whatever, yeah. you know, my producer for this new record. And and he talks to me, his parents of whatever that deal is, that's his shit. But the thing is, is like he, you know, he tells me, he's like, it's great that you have a father that supports you. And look, I am very privileged. What I feel like, what I, at the bottom of everything, at the bottom of my bones, this is what the honesty is. My grandfather and my dad have worked their ass off and sweated in the Florida sun to build something incredible. And I, too, have that responsibility to build something incredible, but I also have the privilege of being the rich kid from the suburbs that could potentially be famous. And so, therefore, why would I not take every opportunity I can to turn million dollars into billion dollars? And that's how I feel. God damn. Do you have my support? God damn. That's how I feel. You, I you, feel it. Yeah, he just that got, is like he just got me jacked up. Fuck. Like, I'm, I am. I am. I'm I want to go like run excited. a fucking mile. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm fucking ready. I'm pumped. Well, you can go that's run a I mile. Feel. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you two. Hey, I'm going to say this publicly on the podcast. You two gentlemen have a conversation. I got to pee. Like yeah, man. Business. All right. <laughs> <laughs> go tinkle, dude. Oh. No, oh, this is this is uh this has been a lot of fun. You Houston know. Key. Oh, holy <laughs> shit. This dude is uh this dude's a fucking I trip. told you. I told you it was gonna be good times. I like it a lot. So now next week. Next week's gonna be an interesting episode. Uh, we're bringing Daniel Biddle back. Daniel Biddle and his uh baby mama. And his baby mama. Phoenix yeah. Midnight, as I know her on Facebook. I don't know if that's her real name, but that's what I'm calling her. I like the um, I, I like the name Phoenix Midnight. But they recently, you know, they they've recently had a big announcement that uh, baby baby Biddle is on the way. Baby Biddle, and we're going to talk to baby them battle. about what's you know the, about the world today and and, and and where where the world is and quite frankly how scary it is bringing a child into this world. You know, um, yeah. What does I mean, that feel like? You know, so we're going to talk about that. And uh, well, I mean, you have kids. I do. I have. I have a couple of fur babies. You have a couple dogs. Yeah. You know. I have two dogs and a cat. Well, you know. I, so I, I, I don't really have a whole lot to say. I'm about just it. I, I, as a, as a as a parent with two. Uh, I, I I'm hoping that that we find our way back to some. Uh, to some sense of normalcy, because you know, I know there's been a lot of a lot of crazy shit going on. Um, you know, last week's episode was a really special episode for me. Um, talking with Brandon, you know, like we did, it was a very Brandon was really it was a cool. very open and very honest conversation with him, and, and I really enjoyed talking with him um, as a person. I've, I've enjoyed, you know, I. I Getting to know him, you know, in the in the couple conversations we've had have been yeah just really amazing. Um, but I was incredibly uh, affected by um, by what he's been through. You know, his his story was was incredibly yeah. I mean, like every everything moving. that he 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 talked about. Um, I mean, like we we had a good yeah. good chance to talk to him and 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 meet him and well, talk and, to and him. you know, it's like with with everything that's going on in the world right now, um, I, I I can't stress enough like how much 
we have just all got to come together, you know, as a as a as a as a community, as a as a people, man. We just we just got to fucking come together as one. There's there's no other way around it. There's well, no well, there's I, no need for division. Uh, you know, it. We've just got to fucking come together and uh, love one another and 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 stop fucking looting because I don't like the looting. Yep. You can you can you know I I I agree with everything that you're saying, and I think one of the coolest things about uh, talking to Brandon was, uh, you know, actually getting to know him on like a like a real personal level. Yeah, I feel like I I feel like I know. I feel like we're we're pals. I feel like we're friends, and I've never even met the guy. But that's why next time we do talk to him, we're we're gonna sit him down here in Porchville, and we're gonna have ourselves a drink and. Uh, and talk about it, but we uh, we're we're about to go the fucking distance here. I'll tell you what, so, man. Uh, I you, you know, got any, you got anything you want to touch on these last well, last few? You know the thing is, man, is I I feel like and it's funny because I talked to a few friends before because I was telling them I was like, man, I'm going on a podcast. You know, I was like, what a crazy ass time to go yeah. on a podcast. And, uh, and we barely I, talked about all the crazy well, shit going on in the world. Of course, of course, you know, and you know, which and is I, probably a good thing because I think well, it gives right. people a distraction. It gives them something else to to listen to to talk about. I agree with you. You man. don't have to listen to like COVID shit. You don't yeah. have to listen to racist shit. Yeah. Like, it's something different. We're something different. I agree with you, man. And you know, and I was having but. a conversation with people about how if this if this did get brought up, how how I should handle it, and you know, and I. I mean, I don't have a two cents to add to it. The truth is, is like, look, man, I'm a rich white kid from the suburbs. I cannot, I cannot possibly relate to whatever it may be for as far as discrimination or whatever it may be. I think that the movements are important, and I think that yep. things like this have to have to happen for certain things to happen. And I really don't want to get into it, but the truth is, is just like. I, I don't have an opinion and I don't have the right answer and I feel like I have such a big mouth and such a big platform including you guys yeah. and including every, as far as the shows I'm speaking over a microphone all the time my voice is amplified so I have not only a responsibility to talk about it but also a responsibility to say the right things and I don't have the right things to say because I, I, I can't relate to that and it's Look, I understand it's terrible. I don't agree with the rioting, but I also don't agree with the police killings. And it's yeah. like, I'm in the middle, man. Like, I think I love police. I, I yep. listen every time I call them and they're there. That's fucking yep. awesome. But I also don't agree with bad cops. But look, yeah. I don't think that some bad cops should justify all cops. Like, yeah. I don't. But then again, I know that there has been a, a, a racial bias regardless, you know? And yep. I look. The bottom line is I'm a white rich kid from the suburbs and I have no room to talk on it. So listen, if you want if you want someone to listen to, go talk to a smart, reasonable black man yep. that has lived in it and understands it and, and, yep. and that I, I have no room to talk. I want them to have every platform to talk. Well that, excuse me. And that's when that was one of the conversations that I was having with a friend of mine was uh, talking about the leadership in the in the black community. I wanted to. I asked him. I said, you know, thirty, forty years ago, however long ago it was, you know, you had Martin Luther King, somebody that mm-hmm. everybody was 
you know, getting behind, and 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 he was he was the leader, you know, the leader of the movement. Yep. And I was I was curious. I wanted to know who that leader was now. And he told me he said there isn't one. No, there's no Malcolm and, X out there. And I said I said well why the hell not? And he says because. Look at all the motherfuckers that have have taken that role. Who wants to fucking be that guy? Of course. Who wants to put that same as the on president? The yeah. Who wants to be the president? Exactly. Why the fuck would you want to be the president? Why? That fucking... Fuck that job. Fuck that job. <laughs> fuck that job. Seriously. For real. I don't Wait. get it. Wait, I, I thought you guys were going to vote for me to be president. Mm. Well, yeah. Matt for president. I'll go for that. 2024. I'll go for that. To Wait. be honest with you, man, I mean... I thought not... we talked about that last week, that oh. I was going to be president. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Not not to get political at yeah, all, yeah, but yeah. Trump... Trump is going to be the next president. Yeah. Listen, Joe Biden is is not. <laughs> are you yeah. kidding me? I, what the fuck? What the fuck is right? What the fuck? Why would we give him the the supreme seat of democracy? That guy doesn't know where he left his fucking keys. Bernie Bernie Sanders would have been better than anybody. I'd vote for Bernie any day any over Joe day. Biden. Any day. And well, I'm not a socialist, but nope. any day. Any day. Any day. Just because I think he's at least there. I think he's real. Yeah. Yeah, Nick, well, you said you're going to vote for me. I will. I will vote for Matt over Trump. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Anyway. Write me in, motherfucker. Write him in. Well, hey, man, I've had a great time. I don't know if your time is up or, or whatever it may be, but I've had a great time. This has been awesome. This, this has been, been fucking awesome. This has been a lot of fun. Listen, I'm going to bring on some more artist friends. Yes. Because I, I, I think this podcast is important, and I think that it inspires people to have not only more podcasts, but I just think, like, look, dude, I hit you up, and I was like, dude, I got so much to talk about. I, I really want to talk about it, and, and you gave me the platform. Yeah, man. That's what I feel like, and it's amazing. But and see, I, love that I you're feel doing like, I've, and, and, and now we're, now, now we're going to get on that weird fucking, no, you, man, no, because <laughs> I feel like you're giving me the platform because you actually want to come on and talk about the shit that you're putting out there in the I world. Do. That makes me happy because that, that lets me know, hey. You know, you 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 feel like we're 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 doing the right thing. We're you know right. moving in the right direction. So, I I appreciate it. Um, HoustonKeen.com is where is where they can find you. And uh, of course, we're gonna uh, we're gonna link to that in the show notes over there at uh, PorchvillePod.com. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're gonna let uh, Houston Keen play us out with that song "Church Girls." We was talking about it a little earlier. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the Porchville Podcast. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Spotify. Spotify. Porchville, uh, Porchmail at PorchvillePod.com. Check it out. Much love to you. Bye-bye.